That was Eli Youngman, When It Rains. Now it's time for the Windsor Greyhounds versus Adrian Blackhawks game on 95.3 KDKD. All right, thank you very much, Harley, and welcome in, everybody, this evening from David Powell Memorial Field here in Windsor, Missouri. We are about set for high school playoff football here tonight, this round two of Class 1, District 4, as the undefeated Windsor Greyhounds trying to march their way back to another state title appearance, getting ready to host the Adrian Blackhawks here tonight in what should be a, a very interesting matchup. Spencer Edwards. Joined in the booth tonight by a familiar uh, voice, familiar face. That, of course, is Kevin LaFavor, the head football coach of the Clinton Cardinals. But he has been kind enough to join me tonight uh, for this ball game to provide the color commentary. And you're going to get a great coach's perspective tonight, folks, from uh, Mr. LaFavor. Kevin, thank you so much for joining us tonight. We really appreciate it. Hey, thanks for having me, guys. It's an honor to be here and uh, get to watch some football alongside you and, and uh, see some kids, you know, I'm, I'm familiar with back when I coached and, and they just haven't... Uh, or I, I guess finally getting to see how they grew up. So I'm excited. Absolutely. Well, uh, Coach, tonight, as you said, you're very familiar with both of these teams. And, and for some of the listeners that don't know, uh, Coach LaFavor was the former coach at Lincoln High School, led Lincoln to back-to-back -back state title appearances, got very, very close to winning uh, the state championship in the second appearance. And uh, so Coach LaFavor, just a very successful coach and very familiar because he played both these Adrian and Windsor teams, not only in the regular season, but also in the districts and had some really uh, big-time games against Windsor in particular. Yeah, you know, we, we actually met up with Windsor in the state quarterfinal game there in 2019. Uh, big game for them. I, I would, in fact, consider it kind of the start of where they got to last year. And, right. And back on this trip again. And, um, you know, we were fortunate enough to win that one, and that was actually the last game Windsor lost. So they have been on a tear since then. No question about it. And I remember watching those games, Coach, and, I mean, particularly that one year you alluded to, Windsor kind of hung with you guys early, you know, and that's, that was a game up here. The field conditions were a little muddy. Jackson Beeman, your phenom quarterback, struggled a little bit, but you guys made the adjustments. And of course, uh, you guys had an unbelievable team. I mean, both of those years at Lincoln, so your athletes ended up taking over uh, once you got into the second half. But as me and you were discussing, I think before we went on a little bit, you could kind of tell that th at that point that Windsor team and Coach Vinsel, they were starting to get close. You guys were their kryptonite. Uh, and you guys were clearly the better team, but they were you were starting to see signs of the Witherspoon boys. Uh, of course, at that time they had Kenton Sargent. Uh, you, you could see those kids were on the precipice of doing something great. Yeah, you know, and that they're coached extremely well, you know, and that was their coaches staff did a great job of taking those young guys. You know, we saw Dylan actually start as a sophomore one game at quarterback. That was against us. Uh, Kenton was hurt for him. Uh, they came in, and a lot of them were freshmen and sophomores, and. They did give us fits early, you know, and that was that speaks to their coaching staff as well, which uh, helped get them to where they've gotten to. Absolutely. Well, before we get going tonight, we want to mention our outstanding sponsors. Again, we really appreciate all these great businesses uh, stepping up to the plate this year uh, and allowing us to cover the Windsor Greyhounds throughout the season. We want to thank Central Missouri Community Credit Union, Gary's Towing, Henry County Library, T.H. Rogers Lumber, Jams Creation and Boutique, State Farm Insurance, Windsor Furniture Company, Maryfield Pharmacy, The Boys Car Care Center, Windsor Farmers Co-op, Windsor Livestock Auction, Rick's Tire, and we want to thank Christmas on the Farm as well. And you'll be hearing from them, of course, uh, throughout the evening, all of our uh, outstanding um, Windsor 
sponsors this year as playoff football. It feels great, Kevin, doesn't it, to be colder weather now, and you, you kind of get the taste of what it's going to feel like once you get closer to the state championship. But Windsor knows they got a lot ahead of them. They can't get out and put the cart before the horse, so to speak. Yeah, you know, I, that was one thing I do remember from our first year to second year was first year was actually a lot easier because you're looking forward. The second year you got to move forward and look over your shoulder. And uh, that's the situation they're in. You know, very good team. Um, like I said, I'm excited to see them play. But you, everybody's got you marked. You're, you're the target. They know if they get you, they got a shot to win it all. And, uh, you know, speaking back to it, the last time these two teams met, uh, Adrian actually went for the game-winning PAT, did a fake, and dropped the open pass. That's actually what got Windsor to us in the quarterfinals. So a lot of history here, a lot of close games, and, uh, you know, Windsor's got the target on their back. No question. And, and this is a good Adrian football team. The Blackhawks come here tonight, two losses on the season, eight wins, and a couple of those were to really good teams, uh, Butler as well as Warsaw. So th- this is a team, as you said, they're going to want to put their best foot forward. You know, they're going to want to be the team that takes down the defending state champs here tonight. Definitely. You know, they, I'm sure they got those memories in there. Speaking with some of the Windsor coaching staff, they remember that game, so they're sure that Adrian does as well. Um, and Adrian's always physical. They always have been. That's kind of been their key is they're uh, big, strong, and, and very physical. So it'll be interesting to see what they bring today. Should be exciting, folks. We've got high school football playoff action coming your way. The Windsor Greyhounds, number two in the state, undefeated on the year, getting ready to take on the Adrian Blackhawks here in round number two of district action. We're going to take it back to the studios here. We'll take a two-minute timeout, be back with the coin toss and the opening kick coming your way after this here on KDKD. And we are back here from David Powell Memorial Field as we are just about ready for the uh, opening coin toss here as Windsor getting ready to take on Adrian here. Round number two of the Class 1 District uh, 4 playoff. And, you know, Kevin, it's kind of funny. We look at the polls, and and some polls have uh, Windsor number two in the state. Some have them number four. Uh, I told Doug last week, I said, well, you know what, Uh, you just kind of have to throw those out the window and, and, you know, uh, Coach Fensel is going to be somebody that says, yeah, let, let's just throw those out the window and not worry about it. Yeah, you know, you, you definitely don't want your players looking at that kind of stuff or worrying about it. But um, as far as from our standpoint, uh, you know, up here broadcasting and, and the fans, you're the champs telling you ain't the champs no more. And, uh, you know, we all have those feelings, but it uh, doesn't really matter. Just keep winning. That's right. You just got to go out and play the ball game uh, the best you know how. And we've seen this year – 
Wins are so explosive uh, offensively. You know, they've been averaging around 40, 45 points a game uh, most of the season. The one exception was the St. Michael game. Uh, they were pretty much held in check uh, in that ball game. But uh, kind of got it rolling a little bit again last week, you know, more to what we saw uh, in the Sherwood game in the first round a week ago, more of what we saw earlier in the season. And you know tonight that the key is got to get pressure, find a way to get pressure on Witherspoon at all costs. Yeah, you know, Dylan's extremely athletic there at the quarterback position. He can move around. Uh, he can run. And uh, don't forget, you got that brother back there, too, that uh, runs all over people. He's definitely a next-level running back. Um, he's strong, physical, fast. And, and the combo there, um, as well as the supporting cast in the offensive line, is uh, something pretty fun to watch. Very, very dynamic. They have been all year. And we've seen them throw the ball and run the ball. They, they're so balanced. They can really do both on you. Uh, if it comes down to it, and, and that's what makes them so hard to defend. You know, it, it's one of those things, it's easier said than done. You say, well, go out there and get pressure. Well, we'll, we'll just drop back and, and roll out. Dylan has the capability to scramble. And then, as you mentioned, um, Dalton as well, the kid can fly back there in the backfield and, and can basically get you an 80-yard touchdown run at any time. Yeah, so strong and physical. Um, you know, I He's got to be one of the best players or, or, I guess, most enjoyable players to watch in the area. You know, uh, very impressed with him. And, and Dylan, you know, he probably, for a lot of teams, would have started as a sophomore. Right, exactly. And, uh, yep. you know, it was he was buying his time waiting, and uh, he's definitely done a good job with his opportunity. And did you catch the coin toss there, Kevin? Sorry, I was looking down at, at uh, the phone there. I think we had a defer by Windsor, I think. To, or actually defer by Adrian. So Adrian's going to kick the ball off here to get things going tonight. Glad you could be with us here on KDKD as we are underway. It's going to be a low line drive kick from the Blackhawks, and it's going to go out of bounds. J.J. Hall, good move there, just lets it go, and that will, of course, draw the penalty flag. So right out of the gate here, Kevin, Windsor's going to have outstanding field position. Yeah, you know, you definitely can't lose that battle uh, and give him good position right out the gate, especially freshman kicker there for Adrian. Uh, he will be very good. He's done a good job this year. Um, I'm sure they didn't want to give the ball to uh, Dalton, who's actually lined up back and, and usually is not their deep guy. So the Greyhound offensive attack out there to start things off here tonight. First down at 10 from their own 35. Tight set, couple wide receivers real close to the line on the left side. Is Dylan going to run the draw off the left edge and gets up over the 35? Not much as they wrap him out of bounds. Pretty good pursuit there by the Blackhawks. Number 35, the outside linebacker Corbin Kisner, the initial defender. Yeah, Corbin's one of those guys actually, uh, very promising career. He played a lot as a sophomore. Um, and unfortunately, when we played them, uh, I believe he had a torn ACL uh, that game his sophomore year. But very promising player for Adrian as well. Brings up second down and 10, so no gain on the play at the 35 for Windsor. Out of the shotgun, little play fake roll out here for Dylan Witherspoon. Looking downfield, being chased, still looking and gets rid of it. And good coverage in the secondary as the pass falls incomplete. Nowhere to go with the football. So that was a really good job by Adrian, able to force him out of the pocket. And that's sometimes, Kevin, you see Dylan, I've said this year he almost sometimes throws better on the run uh, but that time being chased he just had nobody over the middle yeah you know he's an athlete I, I think that was probably a, a run pass option there it looked like he kind of got caught in between on what he wanted to do I thought originally he was going to come downhill and run and and uh, he decided to step back and pass and that's where uh, he just threw that one away and now it looks like Adrian will burn an early timeout here 
to talk things over on defense as we'll go ahead and keep it here. This is a big third down coming up on this first series of the night for Windsor. It's going to be a third down and 10 with 11.46 to go here in our first quarter from David Powell Memorial Field. And, and of course, uh, Kevin, we ought to mention you, you guys, while we have a chance, got a, a nice win there at the end of your season. Of course, for folks that don't know, Clinton and uh, Coach LaFever played a, an all-JV schedule this year, taking a year off from varsity competition. We'll go back next year. But you guys defeated center in your last game and got to uh, was at 4-4 four and four then to finish the season. Yes, sir. Yeah, a very exciting game. Uh, it was a battle. You know, we jumped up 14-0. Uh, they got one late on us in the first half, changed up their coverage. They did a good job. Uh, came back, and I, I believe they took the lead. Um, and then we found a way, our kids found a way to persevere and, and pull it off there at the end. Uh, 28-20, uh, very exciting wow. game and a good way to, to wrap it up. No doubt about it. Well, I mean, kudos to you guys. Everybody knew at the beginning of the year that everybody had to accept it. There's going to be a JV schedule, but, I mean, you go from no wins to four wins. That's a, a very big improvement uh, any way you look at it for sure for CHS. So out of the timeout here for Adrian, back to it as we've got a third down and 10 for the Greyhounds from their own 35 out of the shotgun bootleg rollout. It's Dylan Witherspoon just going to put on the Jets and is able to just barely turn the corner and get the first down as he gets up over the 45 near midfield, and that will move the sticks, gain of about 15. Yeah, interesting coverage right there from Adrian. Uh, looked like they were manned up maybe and, and just gave up the entire sideline there. Uh, um, almost looked like a design run. He it was did, going right yeah. out the gate. Absolutely, and that's what, as we were saying earlier, just makes it so hard to defend because they spread you out, and then Dylan can just come around the edge like that. He did that up at St. Michael, had a huge touchdown run in that game, but here back to the ground and nothing doing as J.J. Hall hammered right at the line of scrimmage. Actually, that was Parker Craig, rather. Hit right there and no gain. So good interior push by those big boys up front for the Blackhawks. And that's going to be a big key tonight in this ballgame. Can the Adrian front four do anything up on that line? Yeah, you know, in the, in, in the past they've been a three front. Um, and we were we found success back then running up the middle. Uh, but we also spread them out. Uh, but you see Windsor kind of doing right here on this play. Here's a toss sweep. Four wide receiver set. But Dalton Witherspoon around the corner on that sweep. And they've loved that play all year as he gets across midfield into Adrian territory. And will take it up to about the Blackhawk 44-yard line. So nice gain on the play of about uh, seven or eight. It's going to make it a third and short for Windsor. Now on the Adrian half for the first time here tonight. 10.31 to go in the first. As Adrian maybe going to show a little pressure here as they've got uh, a four-man front. Three down linemen. And both those DNs standing up, see if they come off the edges, and that's going to be a interesting situation here for Windsor to block as they've got two wide receivers to the left, one to the right. They go back with the inside handoff. Here goes Dylan Witherspoon, breaks it free at the 40, 35, 30, down the right sideline. 20, 10, 5, touchdown, Windsor. Wow, put it on the board as 3-0 right up the gut and then cut it to the outside. And you see that great speed, Kevin, taking that ball to the end zone. Yeah, that's how, I mean, that's how you make something out of, of nothing right there is third and three. Of course, you're, you're hoping to get the first down right there, get a fresh set of downs. And, and it was a run right up the middle, and, and he broke a couple tackles, had good blocking out there by J.J. Hall on the edge. And 
make one guy miss, and he's dangerous after that. That's all it is right there. One guy miss, and, man, it is off to the races. So about a 50-yard 50, 50 run there, wasn't it, from the 44, I believe, as they run the two-point conversion as Dylan Witherspoon on the draw and sneaks his way across as he was able to wiggle out of the tackle and got that football across the goal line. So the two-point conversion is good. And the Windsor Greyhounds out of the gate here already up 8 to nothing with 10 minutes to go here in the first quarter as Dalton Witherspoon able to strike first here tonight. So we'll take it back for a 60-second timeout. Back with a kick right after this here on KDKD. At the heart of Central Missouri Community Credit Union is its love and involvement in the community. Whether you need an auto loan to get you back on the road or you're a student just paving your road to financial success, CMCCU is there for you no matter your needs. With locations in Warrensburg, Sedalia, and Richmond, banking has never been easier. By taking advantage of CMCCU's full-service financial institution, you save time and money so you can focus on what truly matters. Gary's Towing, we go the extra mile with a helpful smile. At Gary's Towing, we know all about the importance of family. Hi, this is Amanda with Gary's Towing, and I just wanted to let you know that you're not just another service call. You are a family, and we are dedicated to getting you taken care of quickly and safely. We are locally owned and family operated. Whether it's day or night, Gary's Towing is available 24-7 to help you get back on the road. Remember, for affordable towing, give us a call at 885-HELP. That's 885-4357. Welcome back here to David Powell Memorial Field. Spencer Edwards alongside the head coach of the Clinton Cardinals, Kevin LeFevre, joining me tonight here on the broadcast. As uh, didn't take long, Kevin. Uh, you got to see your first Windsor touchdown live here of the season as uh, Dalton Witherspoon takes it to the house. 50-yard run to make it 8 to nothing. Yeah, you know, it's, ex- again, exciting to see him and, and uh, excellent blocking on not only the interior line but out here on the edge. You know, you've seen J.J. Uh, Hall out there uh, doing a good job blocking on the edge and and uh, Dalton did what he does. So pretty deep kick there, and Adrian with a short return off of that, and now we'll see what the Blackhawks can do on offense as they run up the middle. Not much doing there. Gain of maybe two on the inside handoff to Kisner. And, and uh, I want to say, Coach LeFevre, he is the most prepared guy I've ever seen. He's got stats. He's got schedule scores. He's got everything over here, and he says that these Blackhawks, they're going to run the ball a lot tonight as we get another run here in between the tackles and pounding his way up over the 35 near the 40-yard line. That is the 22 of Hunter Bailey. And, Kevin, also, and you've seen this in your research, they are a very young team. Uh, Most of these Blackhawks are are younger kids. Yeah, you know, a lot of sophomores and juniors. Uh, Actually, Hunter Bailey right there, he's their leading rusher, averaging about 120 yards a game, and he's only a sophomore. Um, so they'll, they'll go to him a lot. He's their leading rusher on the season. And Actually, we saw that last week in the Sherwood game. The Marksmen, they had a ton of sophomores as well. They're going to go to the air here on first and ten, and it is incomplete as the pass underthrown a little bit from Colton Bass. Tried to get it to Bailey, who was coming out of the backfield, and couldn't come up with it. Yeah, interesting there to see him split Bailey out to a receiving, uh, that slot receiver position from his running back position. But a good thrown ball, tight spiral, had a lot of zip on it. Brings up second down and 10 for Adrian here on their first series of the night. 8.56 to go in the first quarter. Windsor already on top, 8-0 as they go inside handoff. 
and not much for Bailey. I think he actually might have stumbled there a little bit as well as Terry finished him off on the tackle for the Greyhounds. Yeah, you know, it looked like they were trying to run a counter there, and that, that footwork can be tricky for running backs, especially with zone blocking. And it looked like him and, and Bass kind of got tangled up on the exchange. And now this is going to be the story all night. What can Adrian do on third down? Third down and 10. Ball is going to be at their own 38. They spread it out with four wide. Windsor going to rush four. Back to pass. Oh, it is Bass, and he gets nailed back at the 30-yard line. That'll be a sack for the Greyhounds. Yeah, it looked like Corbin Terry was in on that sack. He's actually the leading uh, hurries guy on the season for Windsor and uh, got to him quarterback again early. Right on cue, Corbin Terry. Man, and that was a shot. Uh, Bass, who's a pretty big kid out there, took a pretty big pop on that one, but able to bounce up, and that's going to be a loss of eight. So fourth down and 18. Adrian, are going to have to punt here from their own 30-yard line as that Windsor defense flexing their muscles on that first series. Bass will punt, and pretty good punt here as it's going to take a nice Adrian bounce at the 40 and then roll all the way across the 30 back to the 24. So really good punt for Bass to give Adrian's defense a little breathing room there after what was not much of an offensive series there the first time. Yeah, you know, I I think I agree with you there, and, and it would be interesting to see if they're trying to avoid uh, the Windsor returners. You know, Windsor's got two returns on the season this year for touchdowns, uh, one kickoff and one punt, I believe, and and uh, it'll be interesting to see if that's in their game plan. Greyhounds back out there on offense. First down and 10. They're going to start from their own 24-yard line. Four wide receiver set. Craig, the slot man on the left, in motion across the formation as Witherspoon rushed on that and barely gets rid of it and throws it to nobody out in the open field. That time they got a little pressure on him on the inside and hurried that throw. Timing was off just a little bit, so that'll bring up a second down, 10 to go. But really these last three or four games, Kevin, they've been pretty much split even in terms of run and pass. I mean, we talked about the balance. Uh, Early in the year, I kind of thought they were going to be more of a running team, but they turned out to pass a little bit more kind of in the mid part of the year. Hey, Coach Vinsel probably added some new plays as well here in the playoffs as Parker Craig through the middle for a big run of about 15 over the 35 to the 37, and that'll move the chains for a first down. Yeah, Parker Craig, you know, he's actually a young player for the Greyhounds, sophomore back there, uh, splitting carries, and, and as far as being balanced, you know, I think that's a great thing, especially in the playoffs because it makes you harder to scout. Um, and I'm sure, you know, Coach Vinsel and the Greyhounds know that they always got a that run game back there and and they can attack with with everything right now and keep it hidden first down and 10 at the 35 for windsor handoff right up the middle goes to dalton witherspoon over the 40 to the 45 and again about five yards on the carry for dalton a senior all-stater for this windsor team and boy don't you know coach vinsel's gonna hate to see him go uh but that's the price you pay high school football coach man you lose these kids to graduation but He's had a, a huge career over here. Second down, five to go as Dylan back to pass. Deep pass over the middle, incomplete. Tried to get it out there in the flat to, I believe that was Caleb Eaton, mm-hmm. the intended target. Yep, Caleb the junior. Pass again, just a little bit underthrown. Yeah, you know, it looked like he was getting a little bit of pressure again, uh, out route there, timing route, uh, and had to put a good ball out there. He kind of floated it because he's getting rushed and, and uh, tough to get that timing. Sets up third down, five to go. 
for Windsor. Line of scrimmage, their own 44, as we've got 6.37 to go here in our first quarter. Windsor on top, 8-0. Out of the shotgun with four wide. Dillon rolls the pocket right, fires the pass out in the flat, and it is caught first down and more, as that is J.J. Hall. He has turned into kind of the preferred receiver for Windsor the last few ball games, and he's got a gain of about 20 into Adrian territory. They bring him down about the 36, looks like, and that will easily be a first down. Yeah, you know, that's that's good for the Greyhounds that they're getting uh, some different receiver options going. Um, Hall came in as the number two receiver on the on the team with 198 yards. The team's actually led by Dalton Witherspoon with almost 700 receiving. Uh, so, that's incredible, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, uh, to think that Dalton, uh, the leading receiver, as a running back primarily, they're going to give it to Dalton here around the left side, a little sweep, and they've got it sniffed out nicely. As they, Oh, and there's... Some extracurricular there. That's going to draw a flag as they run him right into the Windsor sideline. I think that's got to be probably a late hit, Kevin, don't you think, on that? Yeah, I think so. You know, Jackson Deal came in there a little late. And, and uh, like I said, uh, Adrian's going to side on the side of aggressive. Um, that's been their MO. You know, nothing, not trying to do anything dirty, of course. But, right, right. Uh, you know, I would assume that would have to be the game plan against Dalton is is to hit him as much as possible and, and – uh, just get after him, and, and they're going to side on that side. They're going to caution there. That's right, and they actually called a block in the back here, it looks like, Kevin, on Windsor. So uh, Windsor wanting a late hit there, and kind of surprised they didn't maybe go off setting penalties, but the block in the back goes on the Greyhounds, moves it all the way back to the 49-yard line. So interesting call there, makes it first down and 21 for the Greyhounds as they've got five wide receivers this time. Three to the right. Again, they flush Dylan out of the pocket, has to scoot away from the pressure, outruns three guys, and airs it out deep, and it's going to be picked off. Looks like it's intercepted down at the 20-yard line by Bass, the quarterback, who's also the safety, back there just playing center field and picks the ball off. Yeah, you know, a lot of pe- teams will put their, their quarterbacks back there, especially if they're athletic. You had a really good one in Jackson Beeman. I did. At Lincoln, man. We did the same thing. That's uh, right. You know, Bass is about 6'2", 180. Uh, that was his fifth interception on the season. And, and you're not you're going to have trouble j- out-jumping him down there. So a big play for the Adrian defense. Gives them the ball back, even though they don't have great field position. And the, the passing game has been a little bit off so far for Windsor. The timing a little off. We've seen some underthrows, and that, that time an overthrow leading to the pick as the Blackhawks back on the ground on first and ten. And minimal gain there as they go to the big fullback on the dive, Corbin Kisner, one of their seniors in the backfield. And they'll give him a short four as he crosses the 20 to about the 21. So that's definitely you know what you got to have for Adrian tonight. You know that defense has got to create some turnovers in this game to have a chance. And they're able to get one here early. And here's a play up the middle again. I think, did he get, yeah, he just barely got the handoff. Somehow to Kisner, the fullback, not a pretty-looking play, though, as they bottle that up, no gain. Yeah, you know, that got stuffed pretty quick right there. And, and, and I'm sure that's Adrian's game plan tonight is to keep Windsor's offense off the field, uh, four yards in a cloud of dust, run the time of, uh, time of possession, and, and uh, try to stay with them and have an opportunity there late. Brings up third down, four to go. 4.53 left here in the first quarter. Windsor leading at eight to nothing. Had a 55-yard touchdown run on the first series to get the scoring started, and now Adrian, after an interception, trying to move the ball, but not having much luck. Draw play here for Bass on the keeper, and gets out to about the 25, maybe a gain of a yard. 
And we're going to have a fourth down, two to go. Interesting decision here for Adrian. You're backed up in your own territory. But it's tempting, you know, tempting. Two yards, but, boy, I'd punt it. I don't, you know, I think I would, too, and, and I know that might surprise a lot of people that watch our games. But uh, I'd say in this position, uh, I'd punt it, and it looks like they're going to. They ran on some different guys there, so yeah. uh, probably going to go deep here. There is, uh, I guess you'd have to say, a fine line, as you said earlier, about being aggressive, uh, you know, in terms of being backed up. with, And we know what this Windsor defense can do. And here's another beautiful punt by Bass. As he gets another nice hop, hits at the 35 and rolls across the 30 to about the 22. So that's where if you got a good punter in that situation, give your defense a little bit of breathing room. And, and Bass has gotten off a couple nice ones. And will back Windsor up a little bit. But the Windsor defense up to the, the test there, Kevin. A really quick three and out after that interception. Yeah, you know, I thought the, the D-line did a great job there of not getting pushed and like I said, if you can take away Adrian's uh, run game and make him pass, that's where they're not comfortable. So uh, if Windsor continues to do that, uh, they'll have a good night tonight. 3.49 left in the first quarter. Greyhounds back on offense, trying to add to the lead. They're going to put Dylan Witherspoon in the slot this time to the left, and they run a direct snap to Peyton Witherspoon, who lines up back there at quarterback and nothing doing as the Blackhawks. Nice push up on the D-line to get through there. Yeah, that was Corbin Kisner again, a uh, big, strong, physical kid, and, and uh, he's doing a good job at uh, making himself a presence in there on the inside. Actually, a loss of a yard on that play brings up second down and 11 to go for the Greyhounds. Ball at their own 23. Got a beautiful, cool and crisp evening here in Windsor tonight. Feels like playoff football. They go back on the ground. Counter trap play to Dalton Witherspoon. He's up over the 35, out to the 30. So a nice gain on the play, but still going to be short of the first down. We'll see where they spot that football. Looks like right at the 30-yard line. Maybe just a little bit shy. So third down, we'll call it a long five here for Windsor. They're going to go really tight set right here. Who wants to be the quarterback? That's what I call this play. <laughs> they got three guys back there, and, and they used to run this a lot against you guys when you were at Lincoln as well. They got Dylan, Dalton, and Peyton all back there. They run the snap, I think, to Parker Craig, who was the one lined up right behind the center and just almost kind of crawls through there for a short gain. Oh, man. They gave it to him. They gave it to him. I don't know about that, Kev. That was mm-hmm. – he looked like maybe a yard short, but they gave gave it the first down pretty quickly there without measuring. And Windsor hurries up to the line. Draw play here back to Witherspoon. Off the right side. Short gain there over the 35 to the 36. Yeah, that, that three-quarterback uh, formation, they used to run that a lot. I, I think that was actually here when Coach Vinsel was a player. Was it really? And it's been okay. carried through the whole time. Wow. That's, that's a good nugget there. That's, yeah. That's tradition right uh, there. Coach Wanniger yeah. probably brought that in. There you go. So here we go back to second down, seven to go. And they go back there to go. There he goes again. Breaks it out over the middle. He's at midfield down the right side and all the way to the Adrian 35. It'll be a first down and more, but I thought I saw Got some a flag. laundry out there. Yep. Do have a laundry flag on the field. Back at about the original line of scrimmage, so that almost tells you it possibly could be a hold here. And this one may be coming back. As we get the call, and it will be another block in the back, it looks like, on Windsor. So that's their second one tonight. Certainly not going to make Coach Vinsel too happy uh, with that one either. 
Yeah, it'd be interesting to see if those are if those are attempted cracks. You know, if it's designed yeah. and they're right. just getting them wrong, or or if uh, they're out there. Usually, that's on the edge, so that's usually a receiver, not an O lineman. Um, so it'll be interesting to see whether that's happened. If we can get one our way, it would be nice to see that. Well, that's a, a costly penalty there. That wipes away a big gain and a first down by Dalton Witherspoon, and that makes it a second down and 11 all the way back at the uh, Windsor 33 after that. Coming down to the end of this first quarter here, about a minute 40 left to go. Still an 8 to nothing ball game as this has kind of turned into a little bit of a defensive battle the last five or six minutes. Windsor going to send a couple wide receivers to each side out of the shotgun. Dylan going to hand off right up the middle, and not much. They're in the middle again. They go back to Dalton, and he is stopped. Blackhawks able to converge. Uh, gang tackling again, and leading the way, I believe number 44. We've called his name several times. Jackson Deal making the initial hit on the play. And as we said in the pregame, this is a good Adrian team. You know, they, they've won eight games on the year and, and lost only two. And, and as Kevin mentioned, the, the target is firmly on Windsor's back, and, and Adrian so far kind of settling in. So here's a big third down, third and eight with five wide, rolling left. Dylan airs it out deep left side, got a couple men down there, and it's in and out of the hands of Peyton Witherspoon as the Windsor sideline goes crazy. Coach Vitzel furious. He thought he had pass interference, but no flag. Wow, what did you think on that, Kev? Yeah, I thought it was pretty close. I, yeah. pro- I probably would have threw the flag. I yeah, mean, yeah. Uh, wow. They were down there, and it, it wasn't like a blatant. He didn't tackle him, but uh, definitely some contact there. I think I think they would have got it, and, and uh, I, I side with the Greyhounds on this one. I, I think they kind of got robbed on that. And uh, Coach Vinsel firmly agrees with you. Yeah, I believe so, <laughs> he, yes. He firmly agrees <laughs> with you on that one as well. And yeah, I mean, it, it was crazy. Uh, Peyton kind of falling down a little bit, and you almost wonder if the official thought maybe Peyton lost his footing on that, and he wasn't interfered with. So Windsor will have to punt, and this is a rare sight. We do not see this much. Fourth down and eight from their own 35. Dalton will punt and kind of pops this one up a little bit, not too deep. It's going to make a hop at about the Adrian 35 and roll out of bounds. So definitely... Not a great punt, but not horrible either, and it gives this Windsor defense a little bit of breathing room. And that's a big stop, though, for the Blackhawks. You come right back, uh, you have that quick three and out, they can't do anything with the pick, and then you, your defense stands up, albeit, you know, questionable call on that pass interference, but they, they do get off the field. Yeah, you know, that's big for them. And like we said, they're wanting to control time of possession. Yep. And, and uh, you know, if they get down two or three scores early, they're going to have to start throwing. And, and not that they can't do it, but that's where they don't – they're not comfortable. So uh, they definitely want to keep it close right here. And here comes the blitz up the middle as Bass gets rid of it quickly out in the flat. Caught on the right side by still the Blackhawk receiver. Still on his feet is Tally. Nice run after the catch. Gets up over the 40 to about the 46. And that will be a first down for Adrian. Gain of 11. As they picked up the blitz pretty well on that, Kev, and they got rid of the pass just in time. Yeah, you know, that's a lot of them young guys for Adrian, too. I, I think earlier when I was looking, uh, maybe one senior on that O-line. So, uh, you know, they're looking forward to those guys coming back, and if they're picking up like that, you know, they might have something going. So that will move the sticks, and it looks like they may just set on this and take the clock all the way out. So that should end the first quarter. And So kind of an interesting start to this one. Uh, looked like it was going to be back to business, and, and Windsor was going to roll here. Got a touchdown early, but since then they've been shut down on a couple drives, and the Greyhounds take just an 8 to nothing lead into the second quarter here in round number two of Class 1 District 
four. The winner of this one trying to get on to the district championship next week. So we'll take a 60-second timeout. We'll be back with quarter number two. Right. The Henry County Library and Lenora Blackmore Branch are open to the public for a wide variety of library services, from free notary services to a passport agent and even a book express service to help those who are homebound get reading materials. They are even expanding over the Missouri Evergreen program, providing patrons with access to over 3 million items statewide. Children can even get in on the fun. Story time is offered at the Henry County Library on Tuesdays and Thursdays at 10 a.m. and at the Lenora Blackmore Branch on Fridays at 10.30 a.m. beginning September 3rd. Follow the Henry County Library on Facebook for other great programs. Just as your local State Farm agent combines good neighbor service with surprising great rates, you can combine home and auto. And guess what you'll get? That's right, good neighbor service and surprising great rates. In fact, State Farm agent Greg Franken is your go-to agent for the service you deserve at the price you want. So try combining home and auto today. State Farm agent Greg Franken will help you mix and match things perfectly. Call 660-647-2150 for surprising great rates. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Individual premiums will vary by customer. All applicants subject to State Farm underwriting requirements. And welcome back to David Powell Memorial Field. Spencer Edwards alongside Kevin LeFevre, the head coach of the Clinton Cardinals, joining me in the booth tonight, providing some excellent analysis. We've got Harley back at the studios as well. As we're ready to go into the second quarter, and we've got a defensive battle right now. Eight to nothing ball game, and Adrian oh, on no. the ground, and he breaks this one free. This is Bailey. He's over the middle, 30-20, all in a touchdown saving tackle by Dalton Witherspoon at the nine-yard line. What a play to catch him as Bailey one missed tackle away from putting that in the end zone, but still a huge run. Yeah, you know, that was a great run by Adrian. That's what they need, you know. Uh, I'm not sure what I'm more impressed with there, the speed of Bailey when he broke out or, or watching uh, Dalton chase him down. Both uh, I, I thought Bailey was fast, and then, and then I got to see Witherspoon really uh, <laughs> yeah. take off. So yeah. that was fun to see. Absolutely. Yeah, two good athletes there going at it. But, man, they popped that one through the middle. And by far the longest play from scrimmage tonight for the Blackhawks. So they're right on the doorstep now. First and goal at the eight as they run the draw off the right to Bass. The quarterback just keeping that, trying to pound his way. Gets to about maybe the four. So that's a minimal gain. It's going to bring up second down goal to go for Adrian. Yeah, they ran extra lineman in right there with a heavy package. Put him in the backfield as a lead blogger. Looks like he's coming back too. So uh, they might try this three times, four times right here and see if they can't get one on the board. Be a little smash mouth football down on the goal line and we'll see this Windsor D-line will be tested here. So second down and goal at the five. Early second quarter. And Adrian on the doorstep. They go draw Bass again. And Coach LeFavre predicting that play and and that is stopped right there at the line of scrimmage. They D-line caving it in. A little student body left right there, and, and you know, it would be interesting to see how much they bring up this season. I'm sure uh, Coach Vinsel and the staff have that well scouted, but uh, making some personnel changes here. So could try something tricky here on third down. Looks like it's about third and five. So that will make it, uh, yeah, yeah, about the same line of scrimmage. I thought maybe he lost a yard on that, but it is right there at that five. So this right here, folks, big play, third down goal to go. They go under center, split backfield. Bass takes the snap and just barely gets the handoff to Bailey, and then he tries to stretch for the goal line, and I believe he is short. No signal yet. Coach Vinsel saying he's short, and, yeah, we didn't get a signal, I don't think, on that, Kevin. So I think they're going to call this at the two, maybe the one and a half. So, yeah, he is just short of that plane. And fourth and goal to go now. Blackhawks will go for this. 
Yeah, you know, the, the Blackhawks have a, a good freshman kicker who's had a lot of attempts here, but I think in the playoffs um, you got to go for this one, tie this up, especially early in the game. No question, and this is definitely an easy call, even though it's a little aggressive. They will go on the draw. Pass they the go snake. back to it, and, man, is he across there or not? He tries to stretch out, following the center. Still no signal from the officials. Oh, boy. Wow, this is a big call. No doubt about it. And the officials now are going to have to have a conference on this, but there was no signal at all, and that's where that line judge got to be able to make that call looking right. Oh, and now they call it. Oh, they gave it to him. Man. And Coach Vinsel not happy with that call either as he's out on the field a little bit. And, boy, that is one of those things, Kevin. They take a while to make that call. And and from a coach's perspective, is that a case where that line judge, has he just got to be able to see that immediately and be decisive and make that call on that? Yeah, definitely have to be decisive, you know. And if, and if you think about it, quarterback sneak, there's junk all over. There's no way they can see that. Um, but, you know, taking the, the intervene right there and, and talking about it, uh, tough look. And no luxury of replay as well. Certainly in high school football, have to keep that in mind as they kick the extra point, and it is no good. Wide left. So, some more drama. That keeps it at 8-6. Windsor still on top by two. But, Adrian, they get a, a big run from Bailey to set up what was an, an incher touchdown there by uh, Bailey as he just got it across as the officials had to confer and made a late touchdown call. But uh, we got a good ball game still right now in this one. So we'll take it back for a 60 kick when we come back right after this. T.H. Rogers Lumber Company, located at 114 East Benton Street in Windsor, has all your handyman needs covered. They are more than just lumber. They carry a wide variety of tools, hardware, paints, plumbing, heating, cooling, electrical, and even supplies for the farm. T.H. Rogers Lumber Company even carries a full line of vinyl siding, windows, and metal roofing. No matter what your project entails, T.H. Rogers Lumber promises to provide quality materials at a competitive price. Complete your project today by stopping by your local T.H. Rogers Lumber Company store at 114 East Benton Street in Windsor. Windsor Furniture Company is the can-do organization. That's been our motto since day one. We can help you find whatever you're looking for, for the living room, dining room, or bedroom, or any other room, including mattresses. We don't stop with mattresses. We have appliances, dishwashers, refrigerators, and more. Everything your home may need, and it's all at a low price. Windsor Furniture Company, located on North Main Street in Windsor. We're worth the drive. Here in Windsor as the Blackhawks kick off after getting on the board, touchdown, and the extra point, though, no good. So here we stand, Kevin LeFevre at 8-6. Adrian very much in this ballgame, though, right now with 9.20 left in the first half. A short kick there was fielded by one of the up men for Windsor, so the Greyhound's going to start uh, with a decent field position at the 42 as they break the huddle. Trips to the right, one to the left. Out of the shotgun set, be Witherspoon going to hand off to Dalton. Angling to the right, stiff arms a man, and turns that corner and gets to the 50. And boy, he's so good at that with that stiff arm and the balance as well. We've seen that all year from Dalton and able to really turn a, a run that didn't look great at the beginning, but he always can get some positive yards out of it, it seems like. Yeah, you know, there's, there's something to a good stiff arm, and, and people actually practice that. It's not something that... Um, you know, you just have it or you don't, and he absorbs that really well, and it doesn't even look like they touch him when he's doing it. Brings up second down and three. Quick pass here out in the flat near side, caught by Halls. He turns it upfield, takes a pop there at the uh, 45 of Adrian, and a flag comes out 
This may be helmet to helmet here as the Adrian coaches out on the field. They are furious, and uh uh-oh. I think Hall, he is still down on the field, and Coach Vinsel, he's saying he should be ejected for that. That was a clean pop or hard, hard hit for sure, and Hall is still down. So we are going to have an injury timeout on the field, 9.06 to go here in the first half, 8-6 Windsor lead. We'll go ahead and take it back as well and uh, take a 60 here back right after this. No matter your creative jam, Jody, Melanie, and Kiera at Jams Creations and Boutique in Windsor has just what you need. When you walk into their boutique at 110 South Main Street, the air is filled with sweet aromas from their homemade candles, soaps, body lotions, sprays, and even body wash. This cute little boutique has a little bit of everything for anyone, including custom vinyl shirts, shorts, and leggings. You can also get custom Windsor Greyhound apparel at Jams Creations and Boutique at a great price. Shop local and show that Windsor Greyhound pride with Jams Creations and Boutique. At Maryfield Pharmacy, you are more than just a prescription. You are family. Located at the heart of Windsor, right across the street from the Golden Valley Medical Clinic. Maryfield Pharmacy is a full-service pharmacy offering prescriptions, vaccinations, and a full line of vitamins. With delivery and mail order available, it's never been easier to stay on top of your health needs. Locally owned and family operated, Maryfield Pharmacy is there for you. Transfer your prescriptions today by calling 660-647-2134. Maryfield Pharmacy, your hometown pharmacy with a world-class service. Back here in Windsor, and good to see J.J. Hall up under his own power there after taking a hard hit. They ended up calling that, Kevin, a personal foul, 15-yarder. They're obviously down on the sideline now checking J.J. out for a concussion on that as we go back to action on first down and 10 at the Adrian 28. They go for the home run shot in the end zone, and it's in and out of the hands of Dalton Witherspoon there in the back right corner. Wow, ball pretty well thrown and, and just in and out of the basket a little bit from Dalton, and he'd love to have that one back, Coach, right there for sure. Yeah, you know, that was that was good by both players. It looked like there was a little contact down there. Might have might have been actually a little bit of a push-off, but he did a good job of getting separation. Um, and, and, you know, that's their play, that wheel out of the backfield to him. Uh, like we said, he, he's got 700 receiving yards on the season and, and leads the team and uh, just a spectacular player, and, and I'm sure if he gets another one of those, uh, probably a different outcome. We just had a penalty on that, and I believe they called ineligible receiver downfield on Windsor, I believe was the call. So, again, Coach Fensel out there with an explanation. And here we're going to get the signal again. Ineligible receiver is the call on the Greyhounds. So that will be a five-yarder, makes it a first down and 15. So a lot of stuff going on here in this one. We've had a a lot of crazy stuff happen already. 8.51 to go in the first half. Windsor leading by two at 8.6. And now will be facing a first and 15 from their own 34. As pistol set for Dillon, takes the snap. Inside handoff, Parker Craig with a hole. And he's up over the 30, down to the 20. Nice run there for Parker as he's up near the first down. Yeah, Parker's really getting quite a few looks here tonight and, uh, you know, coming in with about about 400 yards. Uh, it's one of the young Greyhounds, uh, sophomore, I believe, and, and he's kind of got a few opportunities here tonight and, and looks good with them so far. That'll make it a second down and four for the Greyhounds. Ball at the Adrian 22, and, again, you're certainly concerned for J.J. Hall down there, they're putting him through the concussion protocol test down on the track right now, so hopefully he can come back into this game. He's a big part of this oh. offense, and speaking of a big part of the offense, that's Dalton Witherspoon, and he takes it to the end zone for another touchdown. 
right up the middle on about a 20-yard run, pretty much untouched on that as well. Yeah, you know, there they are again with that same thing, the uh, second and, and probably about nine uh, there, and, and Dalton breaks one right up the middle again, and, and that's what Adrian can't have tonight if they want to compete and um, got to stop the big plays from happening, and, and they've been able to do it a little bit, but um, when he gets in space, you know, you're in trouble. It is very, very tough when he gets out in that open field, and, and as Kevin said, already two touchdowns in this one for Dalton Witherspoon, a 55-yarder, and then a moment ago a 20-yarder. So they're going to go for two. They line up tight set, three options here in the backfield to take the snap. The snap goes to Dalton, and he pounds across. Two-point conversion is good. So that's a good response for Windsor to extend the lead to 16-6 to with 8.07 to go here before halftime. You know, Spencer, it looks like J.J. Hall's uh, looking good. He gave the thumbs up that. to the yeah. coach. So yep. I think we might see him come back in this one. I think you are correct. That's a very good sign. And, boy, that's some toughness, isn't it, from the young man. Took a pop. Uh, we weren't really sure if it was helmet to helmet. That was the call, though. But either way, it was a hard, hard hit. But J.J., he, you know he wants to stay in these games for sure, if at all possible. So we'll step aside. A quick 30-second timeout here. Back with the kick right after this on KDKD. At the Boys Car Care Center, located in Windsor, Doug and his crew have the expertise to keep your car running smoothly. Whether it's a repair, general maintenance, or a check engine light that popped up, you can always turn to the boys. With both the Boys Car Care Center and the boys downtown, their mechanics will have you back on the road in no time. We're rooting for the boys from the Boys Car Care Center. Go Greyhounds! We are back here at David Powell Memorial Field. Glad you could be with us this evening for playoff football here tonight. The defending state champs in a little bit of a tight one right now. 16-6, even though they pushed the lead out a moment ago with a big touchdown. But this has been a a very uh, close physical game thus far as Windsor kicks off after the touchdown. Nice deep kick from Hess. Bailey on the return at the 20 to the 25-30 and up to about the 34 so decent return there for him. And, and now here we go, Kevin, with can Adrian respond? You take a punch right in the mouth. Windsor hits you with that middle run. And, and now the Adrian offense back out there. You know, that's something where, you you know, you see your Greyhounds. They, they do a good job of their experience. They've been here before. Um, it'll be interesting to see if Adrian, especially being a younger Adrian team, uh, can, can find that kind of success and, and be able to take that punch in the mouth, like you said, and respond. Blackhawks. We'll spread this out here on first and ten. They have a three-wide receiver set to the left, one to the right. Windsor are going to bring four on the rush. And they go inside handoff and not much there for the fullback. A little dive play. I believe that is uh, Kisner uh, on the call. Corbin Kisner, short gain. Terry on the stop. Yeah, that's interesting how... Uh Adrian keeps running that play because it's the quarterback and the running back are both approaching the line looking for their mesh point, but it allows the DN to come flat downhill off the edge so you don't have to necessarily worry about either one of them. Second down, eight to go. Three to the left, one to the right for Adrian out of the shotgun. Bass draw, play, and fumbles the football as it is on the ground, and it appears to be recovered by Windsor, and it is. Wow, and that is... Really, you'd have to say, Kevin, the first major, major mistake for Adrian in this one. 
as they put the ball on the ground deep in their own territory, and Windsor recovers. Yeah, you know, he, he just lost it there. It wasn't, a, it wasn't a mesh point or anything. It was a straight draw play and, and uh, spit that one out there. Good job by uh, number 21 uh, covering that up. Yeah, that was uh, Peyton Witherspoon in there to get the recovery. And, man, that's the kind of plays right there. You almost feel like they just let Windsor up off the mat again. And Windsor trying to make it a two-score lead. They run the jet sweep into round play to Dylan Witherspoon. They had him lined out in the slot. And that's something a little different tonight, Kev, that we haven't seen from Windsor. They're letting Peyton run quarterback, and then they're moving Dylan out to the slot and giving him the opportunity to run the ball out of that formation. Yeah, you know, he's an incredible athlete as well, and it gets him out of the backfield, gets him in space. And, and uh, you know, it, it's kind of interesting. You know, it might be Peyton's show next year at quarterback. We don't know. But uh, get him some looks here early in a big game, and, and he's lined up in there again with, with Dylan in the slot as well. Yeah, this is definitely something I think Coach Vince will probably put in a little bit here in the playoffs, a little new look as they go draw play to Peyton again at quarterback and gets up over the 25 down to the 23. So nice gain of six, going to move the chains easily for Windsor on the move. So both teams have turned it over one time. Uh, we're split even there, but that could really just be a backbreaker. You just get the feeling, Kevin, for, for Adrian's confidence uh, right here, especially if Windsor can score off of it as they break the huddle and make it a first down and 10 at the Adrian 23. Shotgun again. Peyton at quarterback takes the snap. Hands off left side. This will be Dalton. Cuts back to his right. Totally reverses field and gets around the corner. 20, 15, 10, 5, and down to the 2. Wow. Incredible block out here by Peyton. You know, he's lined up at quarterback. Dalton reversed field. Peyton did a great job out here in space. Pick a guy up. Got hands on. Didn't try to make a big uh, big kill shot or anything and, and did a great job out there. So Dalton, as good as he is, can definitely think little brother on that one. No doubt about it. And, man, that was, again, the Jets we've seen tonight, able to get around that edge. And now the Greyhounds right on the doorstep. A first down and goal coming up at the two-yard line, trying to add to this 16-6 lead. 6.47 to go before halftime. Direct snap up the middle. It's going to go to Parker Craig, trying to tunnel his way. And from here he looks in, but still no signal. Oh, my. Wow. We're going to go here again with the discussion at the, <laughs> yeah. on the goal line. Yeah, no doubt. And, man, Coach Vinsel can't <laughs> believe it as he's out on the field saying, you've got to be kidding me as we're going to have another conference, and here we go. I yeah. feel like you had to. <laughs> yeah. You know, after this, you gave him the touchdown on the other end. I feel like you had yeah. to give Windsor that one. Exactly. So after the conference, they signal touchdown as Parker Craig is on the board. So first touchdown tonight from somebody other than Dalton, and that makes it 22-6. to And Windsor now starting to separate with 6.28 to go before halftime as they turn the big fumble into a touchdown, and that's where good teams like Windsor, man, they just kill you. If you, if you give them a turnover like that, they're going to take advantage of it nine times out of ten as they go for two. And Dylan direct snap to him, tries to stretch that ball out, and he is in. There we get a signal right off the bat on that one. So the two-pointer is good, and that will make it 24-6 to six as Windsor pushing the lead out a little bit here with 6.28 to go before the half. We'll take it back. 60 kick when we come back right after this. Every farmer needs a co-op they can count on as a key to their operation. Windsor Farmers Co-op is the place to go if you want quality products and quality service. They want to help you with all your feed, chemical, seed, and farm supplies. Their friendly faces and hometown service definitely make them the choice of your neighbors. 
Located at 500 West Jackson in Windsor, they encourage you to stop in and check out the quality products and services for yourself. Give them a call at 660-647-2117. Rick's Tire Services, located in Windsor, offers a variety of maintenance services to keep your vehicle safe on the road. Rick's Tire Services is the definition of hometown hospitality. With affordable prices and trusted mechanics, they have all your tire needs covered, from patches to new tires and even alignments. For other mechanic needs, stop by for a diagnostic assessment from the Honest Team at Rick's Tire Service. They are open Monday through Friday, 8 to 5, and Saturday, 8 to noon. Give Rick and his team a call at 660-647-2663. Back here in Windsor as the kick goes into the end zone from Hess after that touchdown from Windsor. So now 24-6, 6.28 to go here in the first half. And, Kevin, you we talk about it all the time, momentum. You've just felt it shift major in the second quarter in favor of Windsor. Yeah, you know, they, that, that was the two-possession lead they were wanting. Uh, got that, got the two-point conversion. And then, you know, it's a little thing, but they got the touch back there, so that puts Adrian at their, their own 20. So a lot of field to go here. Long way to go for the Blackhawks. And can they respond with this series? As they go on the ground, dive play to Bailey. And is going to get out to about the 24. So not much on that. And, and the other interesting thing will be, does Adrian stay with their game plan of running? Or do they kind of feel the pressure now and, and maybe try to start throwing the ball a little more? Yeah, you know, I actually got my math wrong. Uh, 18, so three possession game now. Uh, since they've got the two-point conversions. And, and you know, they're going to have to start chasing here at some point if they want a shot at the end of this one. And that's the thing with Windsor. They really make you do that. You know, you, you get caught in that battle of trying to play faster and catch up. And they will go to the air here on second down at six, roll out for Bass, fires it into the flat, pass is caught, and that should be enough for the first down. That's a pretty nice catch over there by Mason Talley. And that'll move the sticks for Adrian out to about their own 34. Yeah, Mason's the leading receiver there for Adrian and and Bass's favorite target. Uh, About 500 yards on the season. Like we said, they're not a heavy pass team, Um, but Mason's definitely their guy in the the pass concepts. First down and 10, and Adrian, they needed that in the worst kind of way to try to get some of their confidence back on offense. Out of the shotgun set, draw play for Bass, and minimal gain. That time just barely gets over the 35 to the 36. It might give him a yard on the play. They give him actually two. So it's up second down, eight to go. Coming up on the five-minute mark here tonight in our first half. The winner of this game will meet the winner of Skyline and Lincoln. Uh, Skyline being the top seed uh, in this district. And so that ball game, if Skyline wins, would be down at Skyline next Friday night. Four wide receivers set, back to pass is Bass, airs it out deep. Oh, and he overshoots him. Had a man down there. He was behind Dylan White, the corner, and too much on the throw. Overshot Sean Walsh. Wow. Yeah, you know, incredible arm out of Bass. Good, strong-looking athlete. Uh, like we said, he's probably 6'2", 180, and, and uh, he put a lot on that one. It looked pretty smooth. It didn't look like it was a tough uh you know, 40, 50-yard pass right there. No, not at all. That was a, a beautiful throw, and that arm strength showed there. But, man, they just could not connect, and that one probably would have been six because uh, he had four or five steps on White, had him beat. So third down and eight for Adrian. Big third down 
right here from their own 35. They roll left. Bass Ooh, hits. He hit. throws. He took a shot. Oh, oh and the pass oh, knocked no. down. Oh, but Kevin, here's our makeup call yep. right here, potentially, but it's not going to. Windsor's still not going to like it. Bass is down in the backfield as yeah. well. He yeah. took a shot. And that was kind of, I think, a low shot, wasn't it? Kind of maybe around his legs a little bit, and I think we're going to get pass interference here on Peyton Witherspoon, who is certainly not happy with the call. He's kind of limping a little bit as well. Well, I'm sure we're probably going to have a meeting about this. I, I think so. Uh, you're exactly right. The way it's gone tonight, we have had we've had several meetings. So obviously, the Windsor fans they're not happy. Coach Vinsel, uh, he I don't think he's been happy all night with some of these calls uh, that we've seen, and, and just kind of some crazy plays, uh, really, that we've seen. Yeah, you know, and Peyton, like you said, he is coming up a little bit of a limp there. We we hope he gets that uh, fixed, and uh, we need him for this stretch. And he's you know he's getting some quarterback reps and. And might be a big part of our offensive game plan here tonight as well. So they will call that a pass interference on Windsor, and that will make it an automatic first down and move the ball just across midfield to the uh, Windsor 49. Looks like Bass is still back there. Four wide receivers set, so Bass able to get up after getting hit pretty hard that last time. Dumps it out in the flat right side, caught by Tally. Short gain after the catch over the 45 to about the Windsor 44. So I'll put him in a second and manageable with 419 and counting left here in our first half. You know, and changing the points, like you said, they're kind of mixing up their offense here, starting to throw the ball around, spreading it out. And, um, you know, I, I'm sure Windsor had the game plan that, you know, they were going to get up, but uh, not something that's easy to prepare for if you don't see it a whole lot. You know, and I'm almost surprised, Kevin, that Adrian doesn't throw the ball more. I mean, Bass is a big, impressive-looking kid. He's got a good arm, you can tell, pretty good pocket presence, but they're going to stay on the ground with this play over the 45 to the 40, but that will move the chains. I think that's enough for Kisner, the big fullback, able to move the chains, and they will. Yeah, you know, that's something interesting about Adrian. Um, it kind of goes with their quarterback, I feel like. Uh, three, four years ago, they had an incredible athlete in Hunter Steen. No, Steen uh, was great, yeah, yeah. Ran a lot of yeah. a lot of option with him. Hit yep. Him on the ground, heavy. Uh, and he was followed by a young man who was much more of a passer. And, and uh, they kind of threw the ball a lot more when they had him. And now Bass is kind of all-around guy. End around play on the toss. Tally gets the call, and he's able to get a couple over the 35 near the 30. Well, they're going to give him the 33, so still going to be a good three, maybe four yards shy of the stick. But this is a very important drive, you feel like, for Adrian. You almost feel they've got to get a touchdown uh, to hang in this game. You get down a couple scores, and, and you get, as you said earlier, to chase some points, and it can make it very difficult. So second and five at the 33 for Adrian. Three minutes to go here in the first half. They go to the air over the middle, and it's caught wide open. Tally gets out of a tackle over the 20 and down to the 15. That's a big gain. Chunk play for the Blackhawks, and that'll be a first down and more. Gain of about 30 to move the chains. You know, uh, Tally's doing a great job here. They're targeting him the most, like we said, and, and, and Bass's arm's looking good. Yeah, it He's is. out here throwing some bullets around. And, yeah. Um, you know, there's another number 10 about that size. I'm not going to put him there, but uh, <laughs> very similar with some, some arm talent. That's here. right. That's right. So this is uh, an opportunity now into the red zone for Adrian. First down. 10 to go at the Windsor 13, and they go back on the ground and not much as big Marshall Mankiti in there, Corbin Terry as well for the Greyhounds to stop Kisner. 
So if you're just joining us, uh, three touchdowns tonight for the Greyhounds and Dalton Witherspoon with two of them, one uh, on the last drive by Parker Craig, a touchdown for uh, Bailey, the only score tonight for Adrian. And this was a, an 8-6 game most of the way until the middle part of the second quarter when Adrian took advantage of a big fumble, turned it into a touchdown, and then got another one as well on the next drive. And now Adrian trying to respond to get back in the game. As they go on the ground, dive play to Bailey and a nice gain. He's over the 10, down to the 5. You know, Bailey's very electric for a sophomore. He kind of shoots through there quick and, and uh, again, the leading rusher for Adrian. And, and he's someone who to keep an eye on um, here for the next couple years in the area as well. But Winter's going to do a good job right here. You know, they got the size. It looks like they have the size matchup on the inside. Um, probably tighten up here in the goal line with about 4 or 5 yards to go, it looks like. First down, uh, goal to go. So he got that by about the nose of the football, and they will put him down on the three. Clock moving along, coming up on about a minute 38 left to go before the half. They're going to go up under center, split backfield. Two backs behind Bass, fakes the dive, gives it back off the right to Bailey, and trying to push his way, looking for a little extra help from his old line and is going to be stopped just short. Down to about the one-yard line. Gain of two, so it'll bring up second down, goal to go for Adrian. And what do you think? You think they may go back to a draw here again or maybe just stay with a dive and bat, or uh, Bailey? You know, I, Bass is the bigger guy down there, and, and but Bailey's quick through there. I wouldn't be surprised if Kisner, the fullback, don't get the look. Coach Vincent, the draw. it is a draw to Bass, and he is across as we get a signal immediately that time. So a big little response there for Adrian Colton Bass from a yard out, plunges it in, so that'll cut it down to 24-12. We'll see what Adrian wants to do as far as a two-point conversion or field goal. He tried a field goal after the first touchdown and missed it badly, so now they may, they may reconsider and uh, try to go for two. Yeah, you know, it was a good thing Bass right there was thinking about the officials. He kind of came out to the edge so he can see him out here clearly get in. Um, and that might have helped, helped yeah. him out here. Right, yeah, very good point there. That was a, a good move on Bass's part. So they will go for two here. 49 seconds and a half. Oh, they run the toss to the right, but coming back the other way is Tally, and he is stopped short. Wow, what a play by Windsor. They were not fooled on that as Witherspoon and White right there at the goal line to make that stop. That was a toss. Made you think it was going right, but Tally caught it going the other way. So he actually comes back left. Kind of a nifty little play, but Windsor was ready for it. Yeah, White did an excellent job there slowing him up and, and containing him out there as a corner. You know, you get put in some tough situations uh, in the run game, and uh, he knew if he, he held him up long enough, Dalton was going to chase him down and, and uh, got a good lick right there. you got you got to hit hard on the goal line because you can't let him go forward. So that keeps us at 24-12. to 12. Windsor still on top with four, uh, 49.8 up on that clock here in the first half. So we'll pause here for a quick 30-second break. Kick when we come back right after this on KDKD. The Windsor Livestock Auction is the place to be for your livestock sales. With a large livestock auction and 35-plus employees to pre-sort and handle your cattle the correct way, Windsor Livestock Auction is the place to be. Cattle sales take place every Wednesday at noon. Sign up for the weekly text alerts by texting CATTLE to 313-131. That's CATTLE to 313-131 to be in the loop for early consignments, stock market reports, special cattle sales, and much more. Don't forget to follow the Windsor Livestock Auction on Facebook. It's always a good time at the Windsor Livestock Auction. 
Spencer Edwards, Kevin LaFaver back with you here at David Powell Memorial Field in Windsor, Missouri. Harley back at the studios tonight. And right now, Windsor, you feel like they still control this game, but that was a big score a moment ago by Adrian to make it 24-12. Wow. They go onside. Wow. Oh, an onside kick for Adrian, and they recover at the 49. Oh, my. Recovered by Aaron Yost. And, and you said it perfectly Kevin earlier you said they got to do some things aggressively well there you go that that's an aggressive call for Adrian and man they come up with it yeah you know the first two times uh Adrian kicked off they kicked it off right there but um it didn't necessarily look like an onside almost like a, a hard squib kick and he kicked the snot out of that one too yeah, he bounced did. off a front guy for Windsor so I don't know if that was the in, intended game plan but it certainly worked out man so Adrian Able to recover the onside. They get their offense back out there and still a decent amount of time. And I think they've got a couple timeouts left as well. So 49 seconds to go in the half. Flag flies as Bass sails it over the head of Tally. Incomplete. We'll have to check the flag, though, back at the original line of scrimmage. Coach Vensel pointing the other way, and it will be a hold on Adrian. And really tonight, Kevin, Adrian, is that their first penalty I, you know, I, to my count? I'm I mean, trying to keep them over here, and I, almost, I think yeah. so. I think it's about 7-1 to one right now. Yeah, I mean, that's incredible. That's uh, incredible. And, you know, that one was in the area holding. Adrian's starting to go with some more pass-heavy formations here. They're kind of a spread look, ran some trips and some twins. And, yeah. uh, of course, they got Kisner back in there at running back and that single back, which – I mean, he's a big, strong kid. It's almost like having an added lineman in there in pass protection. Uh, but So right there, we had a good idea that one's probably going to be a hold. That'll back them up to the 39 on their half of the field. And this clock is moving. So, Adrian, if they want to score here, they got to manage this clock. It's moving down to 35, and now some confusion. Bass is looking at the official, and, I don't know if, and Adrian coaching staff upset. So what do you think? Are they wanting the – did the – play clock not reset or uh, I wonder what they're concerned about here because uh, they were Adrian was acting like something was up with the clock on that the game the play clock was at three so I don't know if they didn't think it got reset a game clock was moving as it should have I believe right. that that was right um, so now here we get another meeting we've had a lot of those in this one by uh, our officials tonight so here's where we need our sideline reporter. Yeah, yeah Doug, we need him down there. Doug with Neff, the... our sideline reporter. Get him down there and try to figure this out. So they're going to come over to talk to Coach Vince. And, again, it's hard for us to – we obviously can't hear what they're saying. You, you know, Spencer, but, it actually it was a play, incomplete pass on the hold. Right. And you continued to play. It probably should have been a stop, stopped clock. I bet you, um, yep. Like it, a stopped game clock. Yes, yeah. correct. Right, yeah, I, I would definitely say – that that is the case, and and it's probably going to be another fifteen seconds. Yeah, yeah. They went from thirty-one to sure forty-three enough. there. Yeah, and there we go. That's why we, the coach's perspective from Kevin Lefaver, uh, he knows all the ins and outs like that, and that's a, a good catch because yeah, it it didn't reset or stop as you said, and it was an incomplete pass. To t- and Bass caught it too. Uh, Bass knew, like, hey, the the game clock should have stopped, so they give it back to forty-two. With 50, so they added, what did you say, about 15 there to the About clock? 15, yeah, yeah from 31 it, to 43. And, um, you know, Adrian still two timeouts here. It'll be interesting how they uh, use them. Of course, they used one, uh, that first possession, um, actually on defense. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see how they work this. Uh, just had an incomplete pass there on first down and 10. If they replayed the down, they tried to get it to tally 
over the middle and pass a little bit too high from Bass. So he's misfired the last couple attempts. So Adrian, second and 22, 39 seconds to go here in the half after getting the ball back off and onside. His basket's nailed as he airs this one out deep. He's and, down again. and he's down again there as he was going for tally. Way too much on the throw, but he took a pop. And uh, he's going to bounce back up again, showing some toughness. And, and Adrian, they're, they're not backing off, or uh, Windsor, I should say, not backing off defensively. They're coming in and, and putting some licks out there. Yeah, you know, this is always the best situation for a D lineman. And and um, at this situation, at third and long, I don't even care if they jump off sides. Yeah. They still got to get to the end zone. So we can pin our ears back, jump to snap, and we're going after him. And, and that's what the Greyhounds are doing right here and doing a good job of it. Third down, 22. 31 seconds to go before halftime. Adrian gets the snap out of the shotgun. Bailey gets the handoff and a short gain for him. Gains maybe a yard or two. Are you surprised with that play call, Kevin, that they they went on the ground there? You know, a little bit. I'm sure they don't want to give uh, Windsor another opportunity, and, and Windsor uses a timeout right here. So anytime you can put an athlete back there in a punt return touchdown situation, um, they can. Windsor's going to have about 23 seconds if Adrian punts this football. So uh, Adrian probably playing it safe right there. Um, you know, that's a perspective. If you want to go for it with 23 seconds or, or not let Windsor get another one on you, but... Uh, Windsor's coaching staff used the timeout, and, and uh, I guarantee you they're going to take advantage of this 23 seconds. Well, Coach Vinsel talking it over out there with his troops. 8 o'clock hour, so we'll uh, go ahead and, and keep it here and give us an opportunity to uh, do a station ID. And you, of course, are listening to Windsor Greyhound Football on 95.3 KDKD, a Radford Media Group station. And really an interesting ball game so far, Kevin. This thing started out heavily in Windsor's favor. Adrian bounced back, got it back to a two-point game, and then the turnover happened. Windsor gets a couple touchdowns, but then Adrian comes back, scores, and then the onside kick. They recover, trying to give themselves a chance here before the half, but Coach Vinsel, as you said, doing a good job using the timeout, going to give his team an opportunity to get the ball back here. It's a fourth down and 19. Adrian will have to punt from their own 42. And look out below, Dylan Witherspoon is back deep to receive this punt, and he has the wheels to take this one back. Adrian going to have to have really good punt coverage here. Oh, and Bass, oh, he gets nailed as he punts that ball. Oh, but no flag. Wow, he's down again, too. Oh, my gosh, I cannot believe they didn't call roughing the punter on that. He got hit, and somehow the punt actually went about 20 yards. I don't know how he got enough on that punt because, boy, the Windsor kid went for the block. Got a lot of his leg on that, <laughs> but no flag. Yeah, yeah, and if you're Adrian, you got to know the block's dialed up right there. Yep. Um, and they had protection, and and looked like two guys got through, and someone got him. And I'm I'm surprised that call oh, didn't yeah. get made either. You know, that one was pretty out there, and um, out there in the open, easy to see. Yeah. Uh, he might have got a hand on it. Uh, uh, that, that almost has to be what the officials have to say because it's, it's not if the ball is tipped. Is that correct? It, correct? Even if you hit the punter, it's not roughing the punter at that mm-hmm. point. And now Windsor will just take a knee. So they're going to take this to the locker room, and I believe Windsor gets the ball. Well, no, I don't think so. I think actually Adrian will get the ball. Adrian, yes, does get, yeah, Adrian will get the football to start the second half. Boy, wild first half here in this uh, second-round district battle. Uh, a lot on the line, obviously. The winner goes to the district championship next Friday, and we got a 24-12 ball game here at the half. The undefeated Greyhounds on top with still a half to go. 
We'll take it back to the studios. We'll pause here for a three-minute timeout. We'll come back. We'll recap the scoring, and then me and Kevin will uh, talk about a lot of different stuff here at the half, and we'll talk about some district stuff, talk about some Clinton stuff. We may even talk to Brad Forrest a little bit, uh, the AD over here at Windsor, if we get an opportunity as well. So we'll pause three minutes back after this. You're listening to Windsor Football right here on KDKD. It's hard to believe. In less than 65 days, it's already Christmas. Do you have all your shopping finished? Well, if not, be sure to mark your calendars for Saturday, November 6th for Christmas on the Farm. Bring the whole family out to enjoy kettle corn, handcrafted items, food trucks, and lots of shopping. Plenty of kids' activities with a visit from Mr. and Mrs. Claus. Free admission, free parking located at 377 Northeast 500 Road in Calhoun. Find out more at facebook.com slash rusticbridges. At the heart of Central Missouri Community Credit Union is its love and involvement in the community. Whether you need an auto loan to get you back on the road, or you're a student just paving your road to financial success, CMCCU is there for you no matter your needs. With locations in Warrensburg, Sedalia, and Richmond, banking has never been easier. By taking advantage of CMCCU's full-service financial institution, you save time and money so you can focus on what truly matters. At Gary's Towing, we know all about the importance of family. Hi, this is Amanda with Gary's Towing, and I just wanted to let you know that you're not just another service call. You are a family, and we are dedicated to getting you taken care of quickly and safely. We are locally owned and family operated. Whether it's day or night, Gary's Towing is available 24-7 to help you get back on the road. Remember, for affordable towing, give us a call at 885-HELP. That's 885-4357. The Henry County Library and Lenora Blackmore Branch are open to the public for a wide variety of library services, from free notary services to a passport agent and even a book express service to help those who are homebound get reading materials. They are even expanding over the Missouri Evergreen Program, providing patrons with access to over 3 million items statewide. Children can even get in on the fun. Story time is offered at the Henry County Library on Tuesdays and Thursdays at 10 a.m. and at the Lenora Blackmore Branch on Fridays at 10.30 a.m. beginning September 3rd. Follow the Henry County Library on Facebook for other great programs. Windsor Furniture Company is the can-do organization. That's been our motto since day one. We can help you find whatever you're looking for, for the living room, dining room, or bedroom, or any other room, including mattresses. We don't stop with mattresses. We have appliances, dishwashers, refrigerators, and more. Everything your home may need, and it's all at a low price. Windsor Furniture Company, located on North Main Street in Windsor. We're worth the drive. At Maryfield Pharmacy, you are more than just a prescription. You are family. Located at the heart of Windsor, right across the street from the Golden Valley Medical Clinic. Maryfield Pharmacy is a full-service pharmacy offering prescriptions, vaccinations, and a full line of vitamins. With delivery and mail order available, it's never been easier to stay on top of your health needs. Locally owned and family operated, Maryfield Pharmacy is there for you. Transfer your prescriptions today by calling 660-647-2134. Maryfield Pharmacy, your hometown pharmacy with a world-class service. Back here at David Powell Memorial Field on this uh, cool, crisp evening for high school football. Playoff time, round number two here, the district action and uh, the Windsor Band out there on the field. As uh, Hopefully you can pick them up a little bit here, doing a, a great job out there, entertaining the fans here at the half. Uh, Spencer Edwards joined by Kevin LeFevre, the head coach of the Clinton Cardinals. Harley back at the studios. And right now it's a 24-12 ball game. Windsor on top. And, and, Kevin, I think this is probably a game where Coach Vinsel knows that 
hey, we made some mistakes. We haven't played a perfect game uh, by any means, but you find yourselves ahead. Uh, and, and certainly some things offensively were really good for Windsor, as we saw the typical runs uh, into the second level for Dalton Witherspoon. I think the thing is that the passing game uh, hasn't maybe clicked quite as much as Coach Vinsel probably would have liked in this first half. Yeah, you know, you see that, and we've kind of seen the quarterback change. We're not, you know, we haven't seen Peyton attempt to pass yet. I mean, it's kind of on that one possession, so we don't know if that's something they're going to stay with. But, uh, you know, I, I agree. You know, we haven't seen it a whole lot. And, and Adrian, uh, of course, they're down, you know, 12, but they're doing, a, they're doing a good job at what they need to do, and that's keep Windsor's offense on the field. We, we're seeing a lot more of Windsor's defense, and, and uh, you got to keep that offense on the field so it doesn't get too big of a lead on you. They're doing a good job of that, um, you know, and and still they're down, you know. So uh, Coach Vinsel's going to come out here. They did a good job, uh, Windsor did, and not letting Adrian get a score there, come back, get the ball score again situation. Uh, Windsor held them, did a good job. Uh, but you'll see some adjustments made at halftime, and, and Windsor traditionally has always done that very well, uh, make a lot of halftime adjustments, and, and they get things figured out. Um, so, so it'll be interesting to see how we come out. We'll take a look real quickly here at the recap of the scoring in the first half. Things got going pretty early. First uh, series for Windsor, uh, Dalton Witherspoon scores on a 55-yard touchdown run. Two-point conversion was good off of that on a keeper by Dillon. So right out of the gate, Windsor jumps up early, 8 to nothing, uh, And then the Greyhounds get a, a big stop. They get the ball back. Dalton comes back, hits a 20-yard run in the uh, second series of the first quarter. A two-point conversion uh, after that was a no-good, I believe. And then Parker Craig comes back at the end of the first quarter, five-yard run, uh, and that came off of an Adrian fumble as well. So uh, Windsor started with a short field off of that and were able to take advantage. And then um, the Blackhawks come back early second and get a one-yard run from Bass. As they took it down the field, they popped that big run from Bailey, 50-yard run that set up the goal line touchdown a little bit there. Uh, So that got it back to... Uh, a game of a 24-12. Uh, they got the two-point conversion. Adrian did, of course, off of that, and, and that's a case right now. Also, Bass, I should say, he got another touchdown. I was going to say, I, was, I knew I had left one off. He got one, I think, as well at the end of the second quarter. Uh, two-point conversion was good on that. They actually missed the field goal on the first touchdown. Adrian did, I believe, and that puts us at where we are now at 24-12. So two touchdowns from Bass and then uh, one touchdown for Craig, two touchdowns for Dalton Witherspoon in this game for the Greyhounds so far. Yeah, you know, you see, uh, we, we mentioned earlier, Parker Craig getting some opportunities here tonight, and um, he ran one in down there on the goal line, and uh, I believe that was his sixth, sixth one of the year. And, um, you know, it's good to see young guys getting opportunities as well and, and adding some dimensions there to, to the already very complex and very successful uh, Windsor Greyhound offense. So, you know, big there, uh, a couple big plays, you know, uh, Bailey breaks one for Adrian, a 50-yarder. That set up their score on the second Adrian touchdown. Uh, actually, the big pass interference down here on, on Peyton Witherspoon um, put them down there in position. And so, you know, big plays. It's not They're not able to drive the ball on the Greyhound defense uh, consistently down the field. Uh, but, but they're kind of having some more success with that pass game. 
and it'll be interesting to see if Adrian comes back with their more traditional heavy run or if they try to spread it out, kind of how they looked there in the last couple possessions, um, which kind of threw a wrinkle into the defense for the Greyhounds. No doubt about it, and boy, it should be an interesting second half. You know, you get the sense that Adrian maybe still has a little fight left in him. Uh, it's not going to be easy, but, uh, you know, if they can come out early in the third quarter and, and kind of get a touchdown possibly or maybe a turnover, uh, we'll see if that knocks Windsor back on their heels a little bit. But uh, I think right now, uh, as we said, you know, Coach Vinsel knows once you get into playoff football and that target's already on your back, you know, it, no game is going to be easy. Uh, and, it, you know, we know this is a, an above 500 Adrian team anyway. So a decent team that you're playing tonight, and, and you know Windsor's going to have to be turnover free. And, and also, uh, and you had Windsor down, I think, seven penalties as well, and only one for Adrian. So that's a little bit unusual, I guess you'd have to say, to have uh, one team with that many more penalties, but yet Windsor still is ahead. Yeah, you know, that is definitely interesting, especially, um, like I mentioned earlier, Adrian traditionally a very aggressive team. Yes. Um, so they're not afraid to get a penalty here or there um, if they're kind of setting that tone. And it's interesting to see they only got one, and that was a halt. Um, you know, sure, you know, we can set up here like everybody and complain about officials. Sure, um, yeah. We're not going to go down that road, yeah. but definitely some stuff kind of getting missed out there. We can see it up here. And yeah. um, and Coach Vinsel was agreeing with us. I, I believe so, we, yeah. we definitely were on his side, I yeah. think, for yeah. sure, on, on a few of those. But, yes, you're, you're exactly right. It's one of those things, like we talked about on the goal line, it's easier said than done. You know, that line judge has to look right down the line. And, and we got a couple late signals on those, but that's not an easy call. You don't have the luxury replay. You've got all the mess in the middle, the body stacked up. So it's kind of hard to see sometimes, and that's one of those, had you had the camera angle on replay, oh, he was short, but just that simple. You don't have that luxury in high school football. Yeah, you know, and, and both teams are always going to say what they want. You know, it's going the other way or yep. it's a touchdown, and um, that's definitely something down there that, that hopefully we get figured out here in the second half, but I, I look to see Windsor's leadership step up here. You know, first round of districts usually have a good idea how that's going to go as a higher seed and and now they, they knew they had a ball game and everybody's got butterflies but they've had the experience at this level uh they got the older guys and, and i really look to see them step up this half outstanding well looks like we do have brad forrest here the athletic director here at windsor so brad's going to jump on real quick for us and and uh, talk to him a little bit as uh kevin will have that lincoln score uh, when we get him back on as well, I think we had a score from Lincoln and Skyline. But, Brad, thanks for joining us tonight here. Band, uh, again, out there on the field and entertaining the home fans. They sound great again. Uh, great crowd. And, and boy, me and Kevin, of course, talking about this game. Started off hot. Things tightened up a little bit. Uh, but right now, I think you got to feel pretty good where you're at in this one. Uh, I don't. You, you play off football, and Coach LeFevre can tell you this: you're never comfortable yeah, with a lead. Go to that till that you, whistle ends. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah. And when that clock reads zero, and yep. and you got the right number of points, and the other team doesn't, that's always a better feeling than at halftime. Yes. Uh, I had an old coach that I coached for, and or coached with when I was younger, and uh, one of his sayings was: "There's nothing less important than the halftime score." There you so, go. Spoken and, like a true coach. Right there. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. for sure. You know, and, and the best thing you can do, you know, I've I've coached a lot of games, and the best thing you can do is go in at halftime and, and and keep your kids focused and make the right adjustments and 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 hope they pay off in the second half. And the second half is usually who made the better adjustments to what you saw in the first half. 
Absolutely. Well, Brad, uh, we talked, of course, about the football team and, and just the, the wonderful things we've seen, of course, the state championship last year. But um, you being the athletic director, and I know you and Doug have visited about this throughout the year, uh, other sports here at Windsor, and I know it, it's one of those things that's kind of hard to believe, but it's about basketball time. Uh, you, of course, no stranger to that. Uh, of course, longtime girls basketball coach over here. And uh, when does your basketball season get going then? Well, our first game is supposed to be JV Varsity Boys and girls at home on November 23rd so right okay. before wow, right up. before Thanksgiving break and yeah you know uh yep. coach Stroud or coach Stroud and I over at, at uh, Archie have already talked about maybe a a, a moving date because we had to move it last year so we have a corresponding date already in mind but of course I'm not going to uh, you, know, you know, I'm not going to make any plans until makes your job a lot more interesting, to. doesn't it? Yeah. You, you know, it, you know. Last year we're in, we're making a playoff run, so I'm trying to get football stuff taken care of as an AD. And and Coach LeFavre can tell you this: the number, the amount of paperwork you have to oh, do yeah. in the playoff run is is uh, yeah, it's ridiculous. To, it's a to, lot. To, to, yeah. To an extent, and then yeah. on top of that, you're trying to move basketball games and find a date for both schools to work. Then you got to find officials. It's it's kind of a pain, but it's a good pain to have. Sure, absolutely. And and you talked with Doug about this, about the officiating situation. I know Coach LeFavre's run into this a little bit. Uh, the lack of officials, too. You throw that into the mix, and that makes it that much harder when you're trying to schedule everything, But you, and you don't know if you've got enough officials even to do games. You know, one person can't be in two spots at the same time. It's kind of hard. You know, and, and last year, I'm hoping last year was the worst of it as far as having to find officials last minute. I know we had a junior high game at home last year where I had two replacement officials for replacement officials. Oh my gosh. That's, so oh you, gosh. you know and you know I'm sitting there that's thinking crazy. going I don't want to have I'm going to have to answer if we can't cancel this ball game what you know. Yeah. You have I, your official jersey handy? You thought maybe yeah, that, they have to go out there? You know when I was in college I did baseball and softball but yeah. and I I've thought about doing basketball but I just I I I don't think I can handle basketball. Can't handle it. Yeah. Nah. yeah. So if I ever yeah. if I ever get out of this job, I might get back into doing something. But and you I, said this, they need official. It's all sports. Like, all sports. It, it's not just football. It, it's it's a, all it's, sports. It's a problem across. Yes, the board. it's a problem across the board. Every year we get an email from Michigan saying recruit your old players, come out and yeah. come out and uh, talk them into being officials, and you know it, it, it's we try, we try. Us as ads and coaches, we try, but you know you got to have that want to to do it. It takes a special kind of person to teach. It takes a special kind of person to do certain jobs. It takes a special kind of person to, to officiate as well. You got to have some thick skin and have to deal with old coaches like me who like to <laughs> who, who who want every yep. call to go in my that's favor right. and yep. and yep. you know and that's not the way it works. But yeah, uh, you know, and some most guys are really good at it. Most guys are really good at what they do and having to listen to us, but. Uh, it is what it is right now, and it's something we got to deal with and we got to work through. How many kids uh, on the football team are basketball players? So that will be a you. So here's a little number for you. We got four kids at high school basketball practice oh, right now. Oh wow, wow! That's at high school boys basketball practice, we got four. That's I tough. think we're expecting. Uh, Coach Scott had a meeting last week, week four, something like that, and I think he had 16, 17, maybe eighteen kids at the meeting. Four of them are at practice, so that tells you how many are on the football field tonight. So you're facing a delay, no ifs, ands, or buts about it, if they make the run to well, stay. You'll the, have to move Well, yeah, if we make, yeah. if we, we keep playing, we're going to have to move yep. basketball games. That's just the way it's going to be. And, yep. you know, and the good news is, is that the guys that are playing football now don't have to have that set number of practices to get in and practice so or get in and play. So, uh, 
they can jump right in and get in basketball shape and go. They'll have to learn on the fly, but they did it the last two years. They'll so have to do it again. They, right. They've got experience. Uh, any last thing before you go? I know you got to run. Any, hey, any last big information? Uh, go Greyhounds. Basketball starting up. Come out and support our basketball teams. Awesome. All right. That is Brad Forrest, athletic director here at Windsor High School. Uh, does a great job and uh, kind enough to talk to us as well. Uh, here at the half, uh, he also runs the clock here. Uh, as as Kevin knows, uh, you know a lot of these coaches. People need to know they do a lot of other stuff. Uh, it's not just coaching uh, at the high school level. They are uh, running clocks, uh, down and distance markers. They are all over the place. So it, it's certainly uh, you got to be a jack of all trades when you get into high school coaching and, and high school teaching in general. Oh, for sure. You know, and especially at some of your class one, class two schools, especially yeah, yeah. you know. My first head coaching job actually in high school was a baseball coach. I didn't even play in high school. Yeah. You know. You do. Uh, but, yeah. but you know, you. it's a situation where that's what your school district needs. And, and uh, you know, you're exactly right. Jack of all trades is it. Whether it's officiating, running the clocks, um, maybe supervision of other sports, uh, whatever it is, you know, we get it done. And, and the teams or the schools that do that the best a lot of times have success on the field as well. Well said. Well, we are about ready to go to the second half. We'll go ahead and get in uh, one more two-minute break here. Be right back with the start of half number two after this from Windsor with a 24-12 ball game. Windsor on top here on KDKD. No matter your creative jam, Jody, Melanie, and Kiera at Jams Creations and Boutique in Windsor has just what you need. When you walk into their boutique at 110 South Main Street, the air is filled with sweet aromas from their homemade candles, soaps, body lotions, sprays, and even body wash. This cute little boutique has a little bit of everything for anyone, including custom vinyl shirts, shorts, and leggings. You can also get custom Windsor Greyhound apparel at Jams Creations and Boutique at a great price. Shop local and show that Windsor Greyhound pride with Jams Creations and Boutique. T.H. Rogers Lumber Company, located at 114 East Benton Street in Windsor, has all your handyman needs covered. They are more than just lumber. They carry a wide variety of tools, hardware, paints, plumbing, heating, cooling, electrical, and even supplies for the farm. T.H. Rogers Lumber Company even carries a full line of vinyl siding, windows, and metal roofing. No matter what your project entails, T.H. Rogers Lumber promises to provide quality materials at a competitive price. Complete your project today by stopping by your local T.H. Rogers Lumber Company store at 114 East Benton Street in Windsor. Rick's Tire Services, located in Windsor, offers a variety of maintenance services to keep your vehicle safe on the road. Rick's Tire Services is the definition of hometown hospitality. With affordable prices and trusted mechanics, they have all your tire needs covered, from patches to new tires and even alignments. For other mechanic needs, stop by for a diagnostic assessment from the Honest Team at Rick's Tire Service. They are open Monday through Friday, 8 to 5, and Saturday, 8 to noon. Give Rick and his team a call at 660-647-2663. Every farmer needs a co-op they can count on as a key to their operation. Windsor Farmers Co-op is the place to go if you want quality products and quality service. They want to help you with all your feed, chemical, seed, and farm supplies. Their friendly faces and hometown service definitely make them the choice of your neighbors. Located at 500 West Jackson in Windsor, they encourage you to stop in and check out the quality products and services for yourself. Give them a call at 660-647-2117. Welcome back here to Windsor High School, getting ready to go to our second half. The winner advances. The loser season is done. And, of course, the winner of this will get uh, the winner of Skyline and Lincoln next Friday night 
Uh, if Skyline wins, that, of course, would be at Skyline. They are the top seed in this district. That would be for the district championship. And, of course, Coach LeFevre with me tonight. He has all of his sources, all of his old buddies from Lincoln, and he has a score to report to us from that game. Yeah, you know, it's 27-6 Skyline at half. Uh, so the expectation uh, for either one of these teams is, is probably going to be there next week. That's what you got to figure for sure. Plan on that. And uh, we'll talk about that here in just a minute about why Skyline is the top seed. As the return here on the opening kick, fumbled, but I think he was down. As Tally put the ball on the ground, but that knee hit first. And Adrian will have the football at about the 29 here to start the third quarter. But, Kevin, just for the, the folks that don't know, uh, explain real quickly the, the Misha system because folks probably wonder, okay, why is Windsor the two seed in the district and they're undefeated and Skyline's the one seed, but yet they have three losses? Yeah, you know, the the way football works only here in Misha is, is it's a playoff points system. So you get points for, of course, a win. You get points for playing up. And then you get points if you average more than 13 points of a win. So... Windsor, of course, undefeated. Uh, Skyline is not. Windsor hasn't lost in two years. Yeah. Skyline has. But Skyline has played some bigger schools, uh, which allowed them to get more points than Windsor has. Um, and, and, you know, it's always flawed, you know, but. Um, yeah, no perfect system. Sure, yeah, for sure. Sure, yeah. kind of, you know, yeah. on the road of that college football, right. same thing there. But, yep. um, you know, it's unfortunate. Windsor had to go to Skyline last year. Uh, if everything holds out, it looks like that's going to be the same situation. But, you know, they've been there and done it once, and, and uh, I'm sure they're not afraid to go there again. And, boy, we will certainly be looking forward to that rematch if that's what we get next Friday. That was one of the best high school games I've ever seen last year in that game down there at Skyline as Windsor made a couple huge plays at the end. Second down and long here is the first play on first down was a short run, and on this second down play, Bass just has to get rid of it as he scampers out of the pocket trying to get it out to tally, and it falls incomplete. And this will be interesting to see what Adrian does in the second half, Kevin, on the offensive side. Do they try to chase points and maybe throw the ball a little more, or are they disciplined enough to stick with that running game a little bit? Yeah, you know, I think they have to kind of ask themselves, can they stop Windsor? You know, if yeah. if they can, if they think they can stop the Greyhounds, then, then they can come out and run the football and, and uh, keep that going. But if they think they're going to have to to score with them, uh, they'll probably have to spread this out. Third down and nine for the Blackhawks from their own 30. 11.03 left here in the third quarter. They put tally in motion, four wide receivers. Back to pass. Bass lets it fly, and it's a low throw. And are they going to call this a catch or not? Coach Vince will say an incomplete. And Bailey was the intended receiver, and I think we just had the signal. Are they, well, oh, my goodness. Wow. One official said catch. The other one, I think, said no good. But we also do have a flag down as well. You know, the, the official that's supposed to make this call, he was throwing his flag. I think he got the hold down there. I think it's a hold. Yeah. Um, this this young man for Adrian caught the ball up here. I'm pretty positive of it, uh, but took his eyes off of it. So uh, smart thing by the official. Didn't matter if he called incomplete. Just go call your penalty and, and move him back. So that will be a hold on the Blackhawks to the 30. They'll move that back. And that makes it fourth down, nine to go. So it looks like the Blackhawks are going to bring on the punt team. This will be, I believe, their fourth punt of the night, maybe third. And Bass has uh, got a, a nice leg punting the ball as well. He's gotten off some really nice punts in this game. 
So the Greyhound's going to send Dylan Witherspoon back to receive at the 30. Pretty good snap. Bass, well, he gets a running start into that punt, takes a couple steps, gets it off. High punt, not too deep, and this time it's going to take a Windsor hop at the 35, get up to about the 36. So probably the shortest punt of the night there for Colton Bass for Adrian, and Windsor's defense holds firm, and they will be back out here on offense now. Actually, their first series of the second half coming up with 10.45 left in the third quarter. You know, special teams is something to keep an eye on. A lot of these times, uh, these teams get together that, that have better records. They haven't had to use them a whole lot during the year. And, and right. you know, you mentioned Bass running up on that punt. Um, that could put them in danger getting one blocked later. So uh, probably hasn't had to do a lot of those this year. Yeah, that's a very good point. That's certainly been the case with Windsor. I mean, they've probably punted the ball, I mean, I want to say maybe ten times, if that, all year. And But, yeah, you're right, Bass, he takes a big risk, and we've seen him get hit a couple times tonight, not only back there at quarterback, but a couple times on the punt, one of which uh, I was kind of surprised they didn't call rough in the punter as they run here on first down, Windsor with a short gain to Dalton Witherspoon. So gain a two, second and eight for the Greyhounds. You know, when we talk about Bass, you know, he got knocked out earlier this year um, of a game, I believe, against Eldo. Maybe it was they they lost it by one or sorry, won by one point, um, and then he didn't play the next game either. So he's missed a little bit of time being being uh, injured this year. Uh, so he's something to keep an eye on. Direct handoff to Dalton Witherspoon. That time the Greyhounds did a rare thing. They went under center, and not a lot for Dalton there in the middle, as the Adrian D line. Holding up, nice tackle by the 57 of Chandler Wilson. And that makes it a third down, sixth coming up for Windsor. Ball at their own, 41. So they look over to the sideline, and Coach Vince and his staff, and he's had a, a group of coaches over here with him for a long time now, and they've been able to build this program up and trying to get back to the state championship game, something my uh, partner here in the booth knows a lot about. It's not easy to do. And of course, Coastal Favor went to back-to-back state title appearances at his time at Lincoln as an incomplete pass here out in the flat. Dalton, the intended receiver. So that brings up fourth down for Windsor. And we'll see what Coach Vincent wants to do here, Kevin. This is kind of an interesting situation. Well, I think they will go ahead and punt, looks like. Yeah, it looks like they're going to punt, you know, fourth and medium, fourth and, you know, long here. Uh probably safe he got the lead uh, his defense has done a good job holding here so uh, outside of a couple big plays but I, you know put him down there make him go the whole field and and uh, incredible punt right here by Dalton very good punt drives tally back and he calls for the fair catch at the 20 but that was dangerous going back up over the shoulder on that looking up into those lights uh, very fortunate he didn't fumble the ball but the Adrian defense holds so things starting out here in our second half, Kevin, kind of like that early second quarter. It turned into a physical defensive game, uh, and, and that was big for Adrian's defense right there to get that stop. Yeah, you know, it, really it was. It kept them, you know, it was going to be interesting to see how they come out down. You know, do they come out like, you know, we're beat, it's tough, you know, last game, or, or do they come out here ready, staying in it, and it looks like they're still fighting. So the Blackhawks start first and 10 from their own 22. Pitch out in the flat to Tally, and he's got a few yards after the catch. Gets up over the uh, 25 near the 30. As Peyton Witherspoon making the tackle for Windsor. Brings up second down. We'll call it a, a short five. 
Adrian's had a little bit of success with that screen pass out there to the wideout. It looks like the corners for Windsor are playing off pretty far, um, and they're doing that little bubble screen to that slot guy. Second down, four at the 28. Blackhawks up under center, veer formation. They've got the split wing backs in the backfield. Two wide receivers to the left, and Windsor going to rush four. They go out in the flat, back to the left, caught by Tally. Turns ball, up field, ball. but the ball is out. He fumbles the ball, and it's recovered at the 40 by Dylan Witherspoon. Man, oh, man, that would have been a first down, too, for Adrian, but their second fumble of the night comes at another critical time and is going to give Windsor the ball back on their half of the field. Yeah, ran the same play this direction. Again, corner was playing off and slipped there a little bit. Uh, had room. You know, it looked like Tally probably had the oh, first yeah. down. And, Definitely, yep. Um, yep. Just a, a good tackle right there and good pursuit by those young guys out here on the edge. And uh, Dalton came came over and got the cover. Second big fumble of the night for Adrian and Windsor back on offense and nowhere to go for Dalton Witherspoon. They direct snap it to him and he is hit right at the line of scrimmage. They might have even driven him back a yard. Yeah, you know, Jackson Deal got in there, number 44, and then uh, Jens Griffith got in there, 36. And, um, you know, they're both physical players. They've made some plays here tonight, and uh, this could be some of the bigger linebackers that Windsor's seen this year. And uh, Like I said, they've always been physical at Adrian, and, uh, you know, that's that's the way to try to try to contain Windsor is to to not let them get out in space and let their athletes work. Uh, so we'll pick it up here as the the Greyhounds on the offensive line uh, start picking them up. Loss of two brings up second down thirteen at the forty four inside handoff back up the middle. Dalton Witherspoon breaks free out over the right side and he's over the thirty down to about the twenty six that'll be a first down and more so right back to the bread and butter play and and dalton witherspoon just another well another typical dalton witherspoon game over 100 yards rushing two touchdowns and almost broke that one for six as well yeah you know he's having uh exceptional night tonight and, and the receivers are out here blocking very well and he's running the ladder uh, basically starting in and we call that running the ladder when you bounce the hash bounce the number bounce the sideline Back to the ground. Greyhounds quickly up to the line of scrimmage and handoff here to Dalton. Not much, if a yard, as they bottle him up at about the 25-yard line. So sometimes we've seen Adrian, they've stood up on the interior, and that off-tackle run hasn't been there for Windsor. It, it almost seems like Dalton's had more access to the edge, uh, which is kind of his running style anywhere. anyway. I mean, he can run over people, but uh, he, he really likes to get outside and try to run around the edge as much as he can uh, a gain of uh, a yard that time second and nine for Windsor ball at the Adrian 25 they go back up the middle to Dalton and pounds up over the 20 down to the 15 and that's going to be close to another first down it's going to depend on the spot yeah you know he's he's the complete package he's fast and big and strong and um, you know I think the the edge benefits him more because he gets out there and it's just one guy and he can break that tackle you know, he gets in there in the trenches a little bit. Um, not that he has any issue with that, but two, three guys get a shot on him, and, and they can kind of bottle him up a little bit. New set of downs. They did go ahead and give Dalton the first down on that. So first and ten for Windsor at the Adrian 15. Draw play left. Dylan reverses field now back to the right. Still angling. Hasn't got around the corner yet, and they run him out. So good job by Adrian. Able to stay at home on that backside and kept him from getting around the edge. 
Yeah, you know that was that was a a long, long loss of five. Yeah, that's a long way to go. <laughs> All the way much. to one side, back twenty yards, came back, got some good blocks over here, but he was just so deep at that time. Adrian was uh, able to rally up out here and hurt him out of bounds. So they're going to move Dylan here again. We've seen this a lot tonight. To the slot to the left, they put Peyton back at quarterback as he takes the snap out of the shotgun handoff left side, coming back to Dalton, gets around the corner. A flag is down though as he's up over the ten. Uh, down to about the Adrian 15, but we'll have to check on the marker back at about the 20-yard line. You know, this one was thrown pretty early. I, I would think this is probably an illegal formation or some side, uh, some sort of a uh, early movement um, on the offensive side here. And that's kind of been the one thing tonight for Windsor. The penalties uh, have been a little bit of a problem, and they've been at, at big times on drives where Windsor is really trying to push it out. And, yeah, you're right, Kev, uh, illegal shift, I think, the call on that. And that's been kind of uncharacteristic. Uh, I remember in the St. Michael's game, uh, the penalty count went up a little bit for Windsor. And here tonight, uh, we've got them up around, I think, eight or nine uh, penalties. So, And that's something, you know, and you know as a coach, Coach Vince will tell you, you, you cannot have that in playoff football. Uh, when, when you get to crunch time, uh, the deeper you get, uh, you have to minimize the penalties at all cost. So that will make it a uh, second and 20 after the Illegal shift. They move it all the way back to the 25 as Dylan in motion here out of the slot. They hand the ball off, but now he's looking to throw it. Halfback pass deep over the middle. Oh, oh it's wow. in and out of the hands of Witherspoon. Dalton in the end zone couldn't quite reel it in, and that was kind of a dangerous throw. He threw that back across his body a little bit into some coverage, and I think the Adrian guy maybe had he had a beat on it, but he may have jumped a little bit too soon on that. Yeah, you know. Uh, underthrown probably right there he, he had Dalton uh, that was actually the corner that had time because it was kind of lofted up a little bit the corner came over uh, freshman number five Colton Miller there um, missed time to jump uh, you know Dalton tried to react to it and and dropped it you know that's two now down yep. there that he's dropped that's uncharacteristic of him that is right so third and 20 they air it out Dylan gets popped as he throws it oh and it's intercepted intercepted down at the 10 yard line and just as Kevin mentioned, the corner that made the, the uh, early jump on the last play, Colton Miller gets the pick this time, and that ball was thrown right to him. Yeah, you know, Dylan was trying to make something out of nothing there, third and forever, and, um, you know, it, it's dangerous, you know, depending on if you have a kicking game or not, situation, you're probably going to go for it anyway. Kind of worked like a punt. You know, you'd have rather seen that on fourth down, but, uh, you know, he was just getting rid of that ball, didn't have much there, and, and put it up for grabs. So good job by Adrian getting some pressure on him, and that's where, and we talked about this in pregame, you have to pressure him, and we've seen those throws. Uh, they, they throw that timing off just a little bit. Uh, and that's a couple picks tonight for Dylan Witherspoon. First time all year he's thrown two picks in a game as they hand off up the middle to Bailey, and he's forward up over the 30 to about the 33-yard line for Adrian. So the Adrian defense, they get another turnover. What are we, two turnovers apiece now? Mm-hmm. Here in the ball game, yes, sir. Two each for both teams, and now the Blackhawks. But can they do something with it? Well, that's a big stop by your defense, but your offense now—they've got to turn this into some points. Second down and ten, getting late here in the third quarter. Five minutes to go as they hand off around the right edge. This will be Bailey gets across the forty up to about the forty-five. So a nice gain will be a first down and then some, and that will. Move the sticks for the Blackhawks. And here we set Kevin still 24-12. Nobody has scored here in this third quarter. 
Yeah, you know, both teams are they're coming out here fighting, and, and uh, I'm a little surprised. Both have had some turnovers here and, and kind of had things go against them. Uh, and Adrian's getting a little momentum going. You're starting to see some of these big guys push some guys around down there, and, and uh, it's starting to get a little chippy in the trenches in there. So uh, we'll have to keep an eye on that as this moves forward. Pass back to throw on first and ten. Hits his target out in the flat. That's Bailey, and he's got a nice gain after the catch up over the 50 into Windsor territory. To the Greyhound 45, that'll be a gain of 12 first down for the Blackhawks. You know, Bailey made uh, Dalton Witherspoon miss right there, and you don't see that too often. No, uh, sir. You know, we kind of mentioned it earlier, Bailey's yeah. looking pretty interesting here as a sophomore, and yeah. uh, he's continuing to make plays. He's, he's again, we'll, we'll say he's someone to keep an eye on moving forward in the future for the Blackhawks as well. And you got a kid like that, Kevin, as you know, that's so valuable, that can catch the ball out of the backfield like that. you got a tailback that can come out and leak out, it just makes it so much harder to defend. And then especially a kid that can make a guy miss like that, the caliber of Dalton Witherspoon is back to second down and a yard. Actually, they spotted him short on that. They go to the draw to Bass, and he's going to fight for that yard, and it looks like he's got it. Yeah, you know, this Bass is one of their leading rushers from the quarterback position, and, and this spreading it out might help him get some. You know, he hasn't had a lot of a, a success running today outside on the goal line, and uh, that might help him get going, but uh, Windsor's big and strong up front right there, so um, I'm sure they're pretty confident with that their front, and, and uh, so far they've done a good job of anything between the tackles being bottled up. Terry and Hess able to converge that time on the stop for the Greyhounds. So 3.50 left here in the third quarter. First down, 10 to go for Adrian at the Windsor 44. Pass out in the flat right side, caught by Tally. Able to break a tackle at the 40, still on his feet. First down and more. Boy, a couple missed tackles for Windsor. And he's over the 35 down to the 30. Windsor faithful getting fired up. And and you can see, Kevin, they're, they're showing some fight. You know, they're, they're determined to hang in here, and that's another big run for a first down. Yeah, you know, we're, we're going to have to do something to adjust to that. You know, they ran that play um, both directions. Of course, uh, Adrian fumbled one of them, but that, that slot bubble out there out of that uh, slot receiver, um, again, our corners are playing a little off out there on the outside, which has taken them a long time to come up and make a play. Tally's making that first guy miss and, and getting some yards on him. Well, it feels like Tally's had a lot of catches in the game as well. As they go with the handoff, boy, somehow Bass barely got that handoff there in the middle on the dive and maybe a yard or two, but that was almost a botched exchange. Very easily could have led to a fumble. Yeah, you know, we mentioned it again earlier too. They keep moving towards the line of scrimmage as as a pair. Um, So usually what you do is you make your DN, your read guy, your conflict guy, he's got to pick or choose. To me, he can scream right down the line of scrimmage and just whoever's the guy there, um, they might mess around and spit one of those out here. They've been awfully close to doing just that. They pull it out this time on the read, and Bass elects to keep it. Gets up over the 25. They'll give him about the 24. He's going to be awfully close to the first down. So that's that play. As you, he's reading the D end on that. That's the same as a if, if he were in shotgun. You see that a lot in the zone read, but it's the same uh, if you go under center like that. Yeah, and, and you know, there they're under center, yep. uh, same exact thing. When he's in shotgun, that's when they're moving forward. But you've seen the DN right there. He flew right down the line of scrimmage and, and stuck Bailey. Uh, Bass was fortunate enough to pull that one out for, for the Blackhawks and get a, a couple yards, but um, that's getting pretty pretty close. 
Big third down. Here we go. Third down and three. Play action. Oh, fake no. bass. Fires over the middle, and it is caught for a first down down to the nine-yard line. Boy, what a throw from Colton Bass off the play fake and hits his receiver. That's the 32 of Sean Walsh, and that's a huge conversion for the Blackhawks. It's going to be first down. I believe that makes it first and goal all the way to the Windsor eight. Yeah, you know, I think the Greyhounds kind of got lulled to sleep there. Um, not a lot of middle linebacker coverage right there, and that's probably who that should have been. You've seen uh, 32 open up right away, and Bass made a good throw again. And um, Luckily, the safety came flying over and got him down on that. But, you know, good opportunity, good positioning here for Adrian again, so we'll see what happens. They are right on the doorstep again, and they're two for two in the red zone. They go toss sweep here to the left. This will be Tally. Oh, and he's wrapped down. Nice pursuit by Windsor as they hit him right at the five-yard line. Johnson and Terry, I think, in there, along with Parker Craig, able to pursue that play. You know, we haven't said his name a lot tonight, but Dusty Johnson, he actually leads the Greyhounds in tackles coming into this game. Uh, he made a big hit down here on a kickoff, and, and right there he come up and, and uh, made some good contact right there. So uh, he's definitely making himself known. No doubt. Of course, Dusty last week unfortunately had to miss that game against Sherwood due to suspension. He was ejected in the game up at St. Michael's uh, in the last game of the regular season, so by rule was uh, out for a game after that, but good to have him back here tonight. So under a minute left in the third quarter as we get a false start. Oh, a big, 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 big false start on the Blackhawks, and and Coach Pencil was yelling for it. I I think Coach thought he wasn't going to – they weren't going to call it at first, Uh, but he's like, man, there's clear movement there, and and they make the call. So that moves them back to the 10 where it will be second down and goal. Yeah, you know, a lot of times they're not watching them linemen. I'm not sure who moved there, but, yeah. you know, in the NFL, you'll see the defense all start pointing. Well, in high school, we teach our guys not to do that. We don't we don't want you talking to the ref right. or, or trying to show them up, so we try not to get them to do that. Do you have an opportunity to get back in high school? If you jump, can you come back? You can't. No, you cannot, and that's okay. pass play pass here. here. Oh, and he, he dropped, oh, it. dropped it in the end zone as Bass thought he had tally, and he almost had it. But it comes out, and I don't know, Kev, if they got a hand in for Windsor or not, but that ball falls incomplete. I almost think Peyton maybe got just enough of his hand to knock that one out. You know, that was one of them plays where I think that was a good play by by multiple guys. You know, it, uh, Peyton did an incredible job of coverage. Bass put that ball the only spot it could be put. And, oh, yeah. And Tally almost reeled it in. But fortunately for us, Peyton got his hand in there, and, and what an incredible play matched up right there at the deep defensive back position. Oh, man. No question. That was a huge, huge defensive play. Adrian thought they'd snuck it in there. So here we go. Third down and goal at the 11. Coach Vinsel getting the Windsor fans fired up. And now we're going to get a timeout. Timeout called by the Blackhawks. And they know how important this play is. And they're going to talk it over. Yeah, you know, that was that was close right there. They broke the huddle with four seconds on the play clock. Yeah, very close um, to delay a game. You know, and they're, they're already, what, third and ten here roughly. Yep. Um, hard to see their lines, but... Uh, you know, take a delay game right there. That would have really hurt. So they had to, they had to burn one here, and uh, um, but you know that helps. Yeah, that close could be game late in the game. Oh, you, absolutely. You'll want them. Absolutely. Yeah, that could be huge here in the fourth quarter. Well, while we get a chance here, we'll go ahead and keep it here. We want to remind folks that Christmas on the farm will be taking place Saturday, November the sixth. That'll be from eight thirty to two thirty, and that's going to be on uh, three seventy seven Northeast Five Hundred Road over in Calhoun. Bring the whole family out, enjoy the day on the farm. Special guests will be um, Mr. and Mrs. Claus, um, and so just uh, you know, they got all kinds of stuff out there. They're going to have bounce houses, face painting, kids crafts, cupcakes, cookies. 
uh, the cornhole, the axe throwing contest, kettle corn, uh, food, trucks, and, and lots of shopping. Uh, so check that out. Again, that's Christmas on the Farm, Saturday, November 6th. Uh, out there where you're originally from, Calhoun, Missouri, so you know the area over there. Yeah, and I'm actually I'm taking the family out oh, there. Great. We're going to take uh, my wife and Maxwell. And, awesome. Um, we'll see old St. Nick out there. There you go. That sounds like a very fun event. You can check out facebook.com forward slash uh, Rustich Bridges to uh, check that out for more information as well. Again, Christmas on the farm over in Calhoun, Missouri. So out of the timeout, big play. This very possibly could decide the game. Third down and goal at the 11 for Adrian. Back to pass. Bass rolls out with time. Throws in the end zone. Oh, and it's dropped. Oh, he dropped it. A pretty good throw, and Tally was sliding. It was a difficult catch, Kevin. He was sliding a little bit and couldn't come in with it. You know, uh, yeah, tough right there. Um for Tally, tough catch. He it looked like he had it. He was open. Um, they're going to get another opportunity, but you know that. Oh boy! If, if you saw this game two years ago, yes, when these two teams from the district championship. Uh, Adrian had him. Same spot on the field. Same spot in the end zone. Wide open, and the guy dropped it. It wasn't Tally. Uh, it looked almost identical, and that was some little deja vu right there. Oh, no doubt. That is incredible. So fourth down and goal from the 11. They'll go for it. Bass steps up, moves away from the pressure, and he's brought down. He's sacked right at about the 10-yard line. And is that uh, Terry or Johnson? That was Corbin Terry again. Yes, that's, his, that's his second sack of the night. Yes, so that very well could be the play of the game as well. Showing that great pursuit, and that was simply one-on-one, Kev. It was Bass and him, and, and Corbin knew he had to make that play out in space, and he's able to do it. Yeah, you know, that's his second one of the night, and I, I think that's his might be his sixth on the season now, and um, he's leading the team, or, or real close to it. That, I'm sorry, that's his fifth, and he now leads the team. Fifth, so, yeah, man, that's a great uh, way to, to big play. Lead, oh, huge! Uh, right there at a, at a very critical point in this ball game. So 11.9 left on the third quarter clock. But man, Adrian had really two opportunities. Those two passes, one knocked down by White, and then the other dropped in the end zone by Tally. Uh, they're thinking, man, we could be. Uh, well, possibly you'd be ahead, uh, depending on what they would do on the extra point. But the Greyhounds get the hold, and they go back on the ground, and that should be the final play of the third quarter as they just run out the clock with the handoff to Dalton Witherspoon. So it'll be second down and about nine when we come back to begin the fourth quarter. Boy, this has been a kind of a wild one, and Windsor will take a 24-12 lead into the final 12 minutes. We'll start the fourth when we come back after this 60-second break here on KDKD. Just as your local State Farm agent combines good neighbor service with surprising great rates, you can combine home and auto. And guess what you'll get? That's right, good neighbor service and surprising great rates. In fact, State Farm agent Greg Franken is your go-to agent for the service you deserve at the price you want. So try combining home and auto today. State Farm agent Greg Franken will help you mix and match things perfectly. Call 660-647-2150 for surprising great rates. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Individual premiums will vary by customer. All applicants subject to State Farm underwriting requirements. 
T.H. Rogers Lumber Company, located at 114 East Benton Street in Windsor, has all your handyman needs covered. They are more than just lumber. They carry a wide variety of tools, hardware, paints, plumbing, heating, cooling, electrical, and even supplies for the farm. T.H. Rogers Lumber Company even carries a full line of vinyl siding, windows, and metal roofing. No matter what your project entails, T.H. Rogers Lumber promises to provide quality materials at a competitive price. Complete your project today by stopping by your local T.H. Rogers Lumber Company store at 114 East Benton Street in Windsor. Welcome back here to David Powell Memorial Field as we go to the fourth quarter here in this second round district battle. 24-12, the undefeated Greyhounds leading Adrian as the Windsor defense just coming up with a huge stop right there at the end of the third quarter in the goal line situation. They stop them four times and now have the ball back trying to get some more points as uh, Dalton Witherspoon on second and eight carries off the right side uh, for a short gain there. Two, maybe three. Sets up a third and minimal. You know, it looked like he slipped up right there. And if you guys remember the last week, they, they actually played at Clinton last week. So it'll be interesting how the, the turf's holding up here in yes. the fourth quarter. I have to say thank you guys uh, over there at you and the athletic director at Clinton High School for allowing that to happen. That was huge because, yeah, I mean, the field over here, it was going to be a horrible situation with the amount of rain uh, that they had. And eerily, last year they did the same thing. They played at Clinton in the first round as well as Dalton Witherspoon off to the races here on a third down and five and gets the first down easily. I think they may give him the 30-yard line on that, so that will easily move the sticks. But, yeah, me and Doug were talking about how that was eerie that, you know, last year you get to state, you win state, and you started the run at Clinton High School again. Mm-hmm. Uh, what are the odds of that? And then this year, is that deja vu, good luck charm, whatever you, whatever the case may be on that? You know, not that football coaches or players are ever superstitious. Superstitious. That's but, right. yeah. Uh, you know, if everything holds true, they're back at Skyline again too hey, next week, just exact, like last year. Absolutely. So. Yeah, and you said that word, superstitious. That's the word I was looking for last week. I, I was trying to explain to Doug, and he's like, deja vu, but I was actually thinking of superstitious. Uh, deja vu wasn't the word I was looking for, even though it was, you know, same thing. But here's Dalton again, first down, huge run over the right side. Again, that off-tackle play. They go back to him to get 16 to move the chains. Here's where this O-line, Kevin, they're starting to flex their muscle a little bit. And Dalton Witherspoon, he wants to put this ball game out of reach. But we had no points in that third quarter. It was a total defensive grudge match. And here in the fourth quarter, we set it 24-12 still. But you just feel that if if Windsor gets one more score, this it, that probably doesn't. Uh, you just get that sense. Yeah, you know, that... That last stop right there, oh, Adrian huge. in the goal line. I I think uh, huge. That that really hurt him. Uh, Dalton's kind of starting to get some room here, and and uh, you know it, we'll we'll see. I mean, Adrian's yeah. still out there fighting. Um, time will tell. But this might be the put away right here. Yeah, Dalton short gain that time. Give him a couple. So second down and about eight coming up here for the Greyhounds. So ten forty-two to go in the fourth quarter. And I believe uh, Windsor's got all three timeouts. Adrian with two left. They go back to Parker Craig around the right side. He's got a hole up over midfield, and he's got a first down into Adrian territory over the 45. They give him about the 43-yard line. Big run for Parker Craig. And we've seen Parker kind of that second back tonight pop some nice little runs through there. Yeah, you know, I, again, I think it's a good opportunity. He's, he's built. I, I was actually listening to a broadcast of you and Doug uh, 
to make sure I figured out kind of what I was doing, and I, I believe he referred to him as a bowling ball. Bowling, there you go. And, yes. uh, yeah, he's a stout-built kid and uh, getting some carries tonight and found the end zone, and uh, that's someone they're going to build around in the future. Here's the draw. They go back to Dylan Witherspoon, and not much. Nice tackle made over on that right side as Dylan not able to get around the corner. And looking for a number on that. I think I saw, not, was that 90? Yeah, I think it was the left defensive end. For, or no, I believe 20. Yeah, outside backer. Outside over there. backer, Yos. Yeah, Yos making a nice play. You know, so heads up play right there by Dylan, too, though. You know, he, he might have been able to fight that a little bit, probably get pushed out of bounds. But, you know, went down, uh, wasn't a big hit. He went down, stayed in bounds, kept the clock running. So heads up play there by him as well. Second and eight at the 39. On the Adrian half of the field for Windsor, they go back. To Dalton Witherspoon, nice little pickup up over the 35. They give him eight. He's going to be awfully close to the marker. And they're going to put him down a yard. No, they gave it to him. Boy, Woo. that was another quick one. We yeah. saw one the first half. I kind of felt like uh, they, they maybe rushed it a little bit. But, uh, hey, we'll take it. Yeah, you know, you really see Windsor's offensive line here starting to, to really do some work and, and moving some guys up there. And, uh, you know, I, I thought it was kind of a matter of time until we seen it start happening, but they're doing a good job here, and uh, this is kind of the drive they need. Eat up some clock, uh, kind of show what they can do, and, and uh, still move the ball. Yeah, this has been a, a power game tonight for Windsor. The big, you know, gaudy pass plays haven't been there in this game. Adrian has done a good job of taking those away. But uh, and as we said earlier, we know Windsor can play two styles. You know, they can pound it out and they can throw the ball deep as Dylan uh, hands off to Dalton there for a nice pickup, give him five uh, to about the 24-yard line. So he's going to be awfully close to another first down. But this has just been good old-fashioned football. And you mentioned, Kevin, those old linemen up there. Uh, we want to give some of them some credit as much as we can. But, of course, you think about Mankiti, uh, uh, Hess, uh, Terry, I think, up on that line. And they go back to the ground, handoff left side. This will be Peyton over the 25. Oh, the pile still moving. Good second effort as he gets over the 20. Maybe they'll give him the uh, 19. It should be another first down, though. Yeah, you know, like like we said, uh, it looks like Dusty Johnson's out there on the end line as well. And um, They're moving them. You know, they're, they're moving, moving them. And, yeah. and, you know, I'm not keeping stats, but... You know, we mentioned that most of Windsor's success has been on the ground. Have we completed a pass tonight? I, I'm not sure if I can remember. You no, know, that's, that's a good question. I mean, only maybe two, I think. And, of course, you've had uh, two picks tonight in the game for Windsor mm -hmm. as well. So, yeah, I think there's been, I mean, I want to say less than five. But you think to yourself, surely they've completed uh, at least one or two, but way under their average. I mean, they're, they've been held well under passing yards tonight as they go off the right side it's dylan witherspoon off the handoff turns the corner and he's going to get to pay dirt as he just barely got the pylon on the right front corner of the end zone able to work his way off right tackle again and that'll be the third touchdown of the ball game for 3-0 dalton witherspoon takes it to pay dirt and that one right there may put this one away for windsor that makes it 30 to 12. Hey, that was a great play call right there by Coach Fensel and, and executed very well. You had the jet motion. You had the back out of the backfield. Um, both covered it up well. You know, you, you don't know if that jet guy's getting the ball, and he also blinds the running back. So um, that did a good job 
uh, they ran it perfect. Timing was perfect, and uh, Adrian didn't know. Jet guy, running back, didn't know who had the ball there. They go for two. They're going to go double reverse. They hand to Dalton. He pitches it back to Dylan. He's going to roll right. He's trying to throw it and throws Got it him. and finds his target. But oh, a flag wow. comes out late as Parker Craig makes the catch. But we're going to have to check on the flag. Coach Vitzel out on the field again you know, this here. Is probably a legal man downfield. Uh, oh man! Uh, Are we going to? And this would be the second time. Oh no! Blocking wow. the back. Wow. Man, you don't see that very often on that kind of a play. You know, Coach Vinsel and his staff, they, they have to be famous right now oh, uh, um, across the state for their two-point conversions. And yes. I, when I was a coach, it was so hard to defend. And, and I asked him one time, you know, how do you come up with all that? And, and there's one rule, ball has to go up. Yeah. I mean, they'll run a run play that just breaks down, and they'll just chuck it up there, and there's a guy back there. And, you know, it's it's kind of like some recess stuff, and they do it so well, and the kids have bought into it and know the rules. and um, they, they've got that stuff figured out, and so hard to defend. I think he did. He go both hands on the signal there, Kevin. So that's pass interference. I think was the signal. Offensive, yeah, pass, yeah. yeah that's even weirder of a call. Brad, okay, all, yeah, offensive pass interference, which is, I mean, bizarre in that situation. But I guess they said obviously he pushed off before he made the catch uh, in the end zone. So. You know, Interesting. Could have been. It might not have necessarily been uh, Parker there because Parker was pretty open. Right. Um, yeah. That might have been a, a receiver underneath it. Kind of yeah. got it, got into it uh, a little bit there with a D back or a linebacker, and and uh, unfortunate got called there. But uh, you know, like I said, it, it's just so creative how good Windsor is at uh, the two point conversion play, and and. Uh, he should probably do a clinic on it because hey, I'm going. Don't give him any ideas. There. If he does it, I'm going. <laughs> You're going to go for it. All right. Well, that will back him up, and they will probably still go for two here, but we'll have to see. So a timeout on the field for Windsor. We'll go ahead and keep it here. We want to tell you about uh, the fact that if you miss a game and you want to go back and hear it again, Coach LeFevre, of course, uh, sounds like he did that. Check us out uh, with the uh, archived audio of the Windsor Greyhounds at mykdkd.com. Again, all games are available on demand along with a complete list of sponsors. Also, the Kansas City Chiefs play on Rock 104.9, Trimming Lake's home for Chiefs football. Every Monday, tune in at 6 o'clock for the Chiefs' Kingdom show to hear from head coach Andy Reid on key players from last week's game. That's the Chiefs again on Rock 104.9. Chiefs, of course, big one this week at home against the Aaron Rodgerless Green Bay Packers. So that'll be nice. Also, we want to tell you, if you're listening from outside the area, uh, you can still take us with you on the Radford Media Group app. Just download it on your Apple or Android device and get the latest news. So here with the two-point conversion, they've got to run it from the 20. Oh, my, and this is going backwards. As Dylan Witherspoon all the way back to the 45, scrambles back, now rolls right, lofts it up, and it is knocked down at the goal line as he was looking for Peyton Witherspoon, and, and that was Bass that knocks it down. Boy, he probably ran there, Kevin, 20 yards backwards. <laughs> somehow got the ball off. Yeah, you know, just just like we were saying right before that, what's the rule? Ball goes up. Ball goes up. You know, he yep. ran back, ran across. Even if they intercept it, they can't return it in high school. So he, yep. they can do anything, um, you know, no matter what happens, and, and give yourself a shot. And, you know, he ran back, ran this way, ran that way, threw it across his body, and, um, you know, fortunate enough for Adrian, they had a guy there. But 
You know, I was almost thinking Peyton was going to tip that up to his teammate right too. there. Yeah, it was close. Just like they drew it up. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Well, hey, we got a timeout on the field. Adrian, we'll get the ball back here with 7.28 to go in the ball game with Windsor on top 30-12. to 12. We'll take a 30-second timeout back right after this. Every farmer needs a co-op they can count on as a key to their operation. Windsor Farmers Co-op is the place to go if you want quality products and quality service. They want to help you with all your feed, chemical, seed, and farm supplies. Their friendly faces and hometown service definitely make them the choice of your neighbors. Located at 500 West Jackson in Windsor, they encourage you to stop in and check out the quality products and services for yourself. Give them a call at 660-647-2117. We are back here at David Powell Memorial Field. Spencer Edwards, Kevin LeFevre with me tonight. Harley back at the studios. and Hope you're enjoying this one. Certainly the Greyhound faithful here are as it's 30-12. to 12, But this one really close most of the way. Adrian had a, a really good opportunity in the goal-to-go situation. A couple of touchdown drops in the end zone. That would have cut it to 24-20. But Windsor holds, and then they go get the touchdown. Uh, and now the return after that brought out to the 30 or actually the 40-yard line for the Blackhawks. So they will start the drive here. But going to be an uphill battle now, Kevin, I think, for Adrian. Uh, you know, they've hung in, but uh, the clock definitely working against them at this point. Yeah, you know, that. You know, we kind of talked about the, how that one might be the put away. Yep. And, uh, you know, you never want to count anybody out. I, I assure you Windsor's not going to, uh, just as the football coach, football players who've who've been there before, uh, they're never going to stop till till that whistle blows. But um, you know it'll it'll be interesting here. Adrian's going to have to come out and score fast. And uh, you almost have to score fast and then go on side kick. Yeah. Uh, to give yourself any hope, as Bass completes a nice uh, ball here over the middle. It was caught by Deal, but a penalty marker was thrown. Wow, that was going to be about a gain of 40. Would have been a first down. And I don't know that we've gotten the signal yet. Oh, here we go. And it is a hold on Adrian. Got to thank our white hat tonight, the head official. He's done a great job giving us the signals, which if you you talk about complaining about officials, me and Doug <laughs> are the worst, and you know that, of course, if you've listened to us at all. But I'll tell you what, sometimes we don't always get signals, which we're biased because we're broadcasters, so we like to know what's going on. But tonight they've done a great job. We've had some meetings, but you know, they've worked it out, and, and we've gotten – We've gotten the signals, so yeah, and they they've kind of stuck with it here, you know. Um, not a lot of flags here in the second half, no. Anyway, so we were kind of worried there in the first half. Uh, looked like we were kind of getting the short end of the stick on those, but um, second half it's evened up a little bit. Yeah. Haven't had a lot of calls, and yeah, um, you know they're doing a good job staying under control, staying composed as officials as well. Pass caught here by Walsh. On second down and a 26 after that penalty, so they get some of those yards back up to the 39. Or actually, excuse me, that was uh, first down. That was a replay of first down, and now it will be second and 11 after that pass completion. Looks like we're starting to get some new guys here in on defense uh, for Windsor. So, you know, they might be trying to rotate some of those guys in or maybe go with a faster D-line and get a little more pass rush as well. They're going to rush four here on second 11. They go underneath with the handoff and short gain up over the 40 to the 42. As I believe that is, uh, well, I think we do have a couple new running backs in for Adrian. Also, Bass is in, still at quarterback, but I don't think that was Bailey. 
that carried that one. Actually, they may have gone back to uh, Kaisner, which we've seen him a little bit tonight as well. So I think they've still got, yeah, they've still got most of their varsity out. But Windsor's got some uh, few new kids in at this point as Bass gets hit as he throws here, but throws a dart up to midfield. It is caught. Just short of the marker, though. I think he's going to be a – well, I say that, and he takes the ball and spots that basically right on the line. And uh, Chain Gang is moving, so they will give wow. it to him. Well, they're not worrying about measuring tonight. No. <laughs> we'll, we'll say that. Man, they're not – they're going to say if, if he's right around that yard, they're getting the benefit of the doubt on that. Yeah, you know, that, that ball right there, we kind of talked about arm strength earlier. I'm not sure if uh, number 34 caught that or if his Rydell shoulder pads did. But we heard it up here <laughs> well, we all the way across did. the field. Yeah, but, man, that's a pretty good-looking throw from Bass. He's gotten off some nice passes in the game. And he'll, he's going to want to have those two back down there on that last goal line situation as he overshoots the intended receiver here coming out of the backfield. That was the fullback, Kaiser, or Kaisner, I should say, and overshoots him. So second down. And 10 coming up for Adrian. You know, it looks like we got more of the big guys backing down the defensive line. We might have been trying something there, trying to speed up a pass rush or maybe just tell them something real quick, but uh, quick on and off for the D lineman right there. And that's a good point, Kevin, because Windsor has that depth. And so sometimes they do, they just have that luxury of subbing in a couple other guys. It's not necessarily JV guys. They've got, you know, they go four or five deep up on the D line and they've shown different looks. A lot this year with multiple different guys out there as a pass incomplete here through the hands of the running back Walsh coming out of the backfield. So kind of that same tight pass play, same side of the field, and uh, coming up just a little bit short with the attempt for Adrian. So now third down, 10 coming up with 5.26 to go here in the fourth quarter. Windsor leading it 30-12. to 12. Just one touchdown, though, here in the second half. That was at Dalton Witherspoon score. And, uh, Kevin, I think uh, we had a score from that Lincoln Skyline game, which folks are interested in. And Yeah, at the end of the third, uh, Skyline was up 48-12. So wow. uh, it's looking like that's where the winner this week is going to go. And, um, you know, tough team. We got to see that last year's great game. and Deep, deep pass. Here. Deep pass from Bass. He got nailed again as he threw that, and he threw it into some double coverage as there was some contact down the field. Boy, and, and Hall... And uh, Peyton Witherspoon back in coverage, and, man, that Walsh got a shot on him as well as he was kind of slow to get up after that, went up for that ball, and kind of a dangerous throw into some traffic. And Nothing to pass. No, oh. it was on offense. Oh, wow. Personal foul? Oh, wow. Is that what that was? I think so. Boy, the Adrian fans, they are beside themselves with this call. It's a personal foul. Targ oh, the okay, oh, so either they, they must have pointed the wrong way. Uh, so it is a personal foul on Windsor on the hit on the quarterback, I think. Yeah, Coach Fenzel's back out there again. And, uh, you know, interesting right here. He he got the one earlier, um, you know, down here against Windsor where, where uh, you know, our guy got hit. And then right there it's going back. Yeah. It's, uh, interesting right here to see how this goes. Yeah, and that's the thing, Kev. They've let some of those go. We've seen Bass get hit quite a bit tonight. We've even seen him get hit on a punt, and mm -hmm. we both kind of thought, I think it was even a roughing the punter call. So you wonder if Coach Vinsel said you've let that go, and you said this to me in break. There is no targeting in high school football. So no, explain that. Yeah, you know, it, it'll go in depth. I had a bad experience with that. I lost a player state semifinal game. Yep. Um, but targeting is not a call. Uh, you can't eject a player for a personal foul. 
Um, and that's what happened if they're warned first. So it's, um, just, it's just called a personal just foul, a personal straight foul. up. Okay, mm-hmm. even though he goes targeting on the signal, yep. some people would see that and say it's targeting, but it's as Kevin put it very well, it is not actually the call like you see, in, and I believe it's the rule in college and the NFL, they have a targeting yeah, rule Automatic now. ejection. Automatic ejection, and that, yeah. And that's not... That's not the case, unless they've changed it. Uh, but it, it wasn't then. I, I spoke with Misha, of course. You know, it was, uh, our all-state defensive end, uh, he missed state championship over yeah. it. Yeah, it was a big call. Um, big call. And, and uh, you know, interesting call there. And there's a few calls in high school like that. Uh, you know, there's actually not intentional – or you, you cannot throw the ball out of bounds as a quarterback. Uh, it's intentional grounding. So automatic. Find Even automatic. if you the box, yep. yeah. Outside so, of the box, in it. Yep. So here we got a second down and 10. The pass a moment ago was incomplete. That was the play that was uh, after the penalty, which was the roughing the passer. So they marked it off 15, and that pass goes incomplete as well as they try to air it out deep down the field. So back-to-back incompletions for Bass makes it a third down and 10 to go, 4.46 left to go in the game. And as Kevin mentioned, that score, uh, unfortunately, you know, we were kind of – both, I think, pulling for Lincoln maybe a little bit. We didn't really expect there to be an upset, but you, of course, as a former Lincoln Cardinal, we would have thought that would have been, I mean, that would have been a huge upset no matter how you look at it. But obviously, uh, Brandon Shelby down there, I think I've heard this is his final year down there as the head coach. I don't know if that's a rumor or not, but he's been down there a long time. He yeah. had some matchups with him as well. Yeah, you know, I don't know if it's his last year. I, I assumed he was getting close, you know. Yeah, I think he's, he's kind of mentioned that. And, yeah. Uh, you know, and they've built a wonderful program. Oh, Sean absolutely. Kelly, uh, his yeah. longtime assistant, offensive coordinator. Wouldn't be surprised if he took over. But, uh, yeah, we knew it was going to be a tough one. And, of course, you know, those are still kids I coach there. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, you feel for them, playoff yeah. losses. So, you know. And Lincoln, they did come back. Having, they had a nice little season. You know, they had a tough year last year, mm-hmm. uh, first year for Coach Draley, but he brought them back. I think they ended up winning, was it four or five games? Or did they get to six? Uh, last year, I believe they won or three or four. This year, this year. yeah, yeah. This year, I think uh, they got six to and two. Yeah, missed a couple there, yeah. uh, got canceled, but uh, good year for them. Just had a false start a moment ago there on Adrian, so that backs them up five. So that sets up third and fifteen, and they throw over the middle, and it's incomplete as Bass's pass in and out of the hands there of Walsh, and falls to the turf. So Adrian, they're really trying to put the ball down the field here through the air, but have just not been able to come up with any pass plays uh, late in this game. 4.38 left. Great rush there by, I think, about three guys got through for the, the Greyhounds and got after the quarterback. And he stepped up and found a found a lane. But uh, they're starting to, here's that situation where we can pin them ears back That's and, right. and yep. uh, go get him. Yeah, here we go. Fourth down, 15, back at the 40. Blackhawks will go for it on the Windsor half of the field. Bass drops straight back, dumps it off in the flat left side. Kind of a little bit of a screen there, and it's caught by Kisner, but he's well short of wow. the first down. Yeah, you know, I'm a, I'm a fan of the screen play. You know, you, you've seen uh, myself run that quite a bit. But, yes, sir, uh, yeah. You know, fourth and 25 with the playoffs on the line. And everybody playing back. Yeah, you know, kind of, you know. Because they can rally up to that's it. That's right. Yeah, they went. I think Windsor had seven deep there, and that, that was just a defense where we want to keep everything in front of us. So the screen kind of played right into their hands, and Windsor's defense with a stop. So they're pitching the shutout here in this second half. They have not allowed a touchdown. As of yet, we've got 4.31 left to go 
And winds are in command, and, and you get the feeling now, Kevin, they're probably just going to try to salt this one away on the ground and going to get another heavy dose, or as Doug would say, spoon-fed. Got to bring that one out for the first time tonight. <laughs> get a little more spoon-feeding here as Dalton gets the handoff up the middle. Yeah, I'd say we see a lot of number 30 right here. I'd say uh, you are correct. Yeah. Anybody take care of the football. Don't fumble. Yep. Uh, you know, just do your assignment. And, and, and in these situations, while I'm a coach, I – I don't necessarily want him trying to run guys over either. No, I uh, yeah. You know, we don't want that big hit coming in, that second hit. Like, just get what you got to get, go down, uh, and let's get ready for next week. Second down and seven for Windsor from the 39. That clock moving along with 3.49 to go. Out of the shotgun handoff right up the middle. They're going to go back to Dalton and lowers his shoulder over the 40-45 to the 46, and that'll be a first down. So that's all you need right there. Rip off some more first downs, uh, use some clock up. I think uh, Dalton obviously well over 200 yards rushing tonight with three touchdowns all on the ground. And also, Kevin, he had a couple drops on some deep passes that we saw uh, that are that were kind of uncharacteristic. So he could, you know, could have conceivably had four, five touchdowns in this game. <laughs> yeah, you know, and and we, we call them drops here, of course, here on the radio, and, and yeah. they were tough catches. Oh, very tough. You know, there's yes. guys around him. and Over-the-shoulder um, type mm-hmm, stuff. Yeah, mm-hmm. but very, very tough. One that, it, as as good as he is, you know, we would not have been surprised to see him make those plays. Uh, they become they become average plays because he's done that so much time, so many times. But, uh, yeah, difficult catches, and, and uh, you know, they've done a good job. He, you know, he's tough, and... and you know, if you look at the numbers, which they're not everything, he's he's uh, not quite had the year he had last year. Um, but in the end, it's a team game. They're keeping him healthy. They're getting other guys opportunities. They're developing the program. And, and they got a healthy Dalton Witherspoon uh, come some of these tougher games they're about to run into. Yeah, Dalton actually did miss uh, most of a game. I think it was that week three game up at University Academy. He got hurt in the first half and missed most of that. And, but we were kind of worried, and we didn't really know the severity of the injury, but he bounced back and it came right back. That next week had a huge game up at Cash Midway as they give him a handoff here, just using some more clock on second down and five, and he easily gets the first. Gain of seven to the Adrian 40, so that will move the sticks again. And clock coming up on about 2.50 left to go here in this one. So we are headed for a rematch, it appears, with the top-seeded Skyline Tigers. That'll be uh, next Friday down at Skyline at Tiger Stadium. It'll be a rematch of last year and what was an epic, epic game uh, down there. Man, it was unbelievable. A Windsor's D-line made a, a defensive goal line stand at the end of the game basically to win it as they run it up the middle back off right tackle, this will be Parker Craig, and he's got a gain of nine over the 35, uh, gets to about the 32, I believe, and uh, going to put him down about a yard or two short. Uh, sounds like the final from Skyline Lincoln, 50-12 to 12 Skyline, Ooh, that's final. 55, yep. there you go, so 50 up on the board for the Tigers, so... And, you know, and they're a good football team. And, and I heard a guy comment, you know, and you're very familiar with Skyline, as we just mentioned, and, and Lawson Beam. It feels like he has been the quarterback down there forever. Mm-hmm. Do you feel that? I mean, the kid, is he is he 20 years old? Is he 25? I mean, the kid has been their quarterback just for a long I know he's played since he's a freshman. As here goes Dalton Witherspoon off to the races around the right side. That'll be another touchdown. Put it up on the board. Number four for him. Wow. Number four. 
for the senior tailback, the track star, the all-everything football player as well, and putting on another show. And he was untouched right around that right side. And, and Adrian, boy, they, they fought at times in this game, but they're just out of gas at this point. A lot of hands on hips, and that's what wins will do to you. I mean, they just take the wind right out of you. They've had to play a more physical game tonight. Over half of their total yards of offense have been on the ground and still 36 up on the board. As they're going to kick the extra point, Hess will kick, and it's a bad one as he basically well, he might have kicked that into the back of his center there. Uh, <laughs> didn't get much height on it. We're, we're it, going to say that's the hold. That's uh, the hold. Yeah, there you go. That's on the hold. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you can see why they like to go for two. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. No, he, he's yeah. actually done a good job statistically. Yeah, he's, got, he's hit a couple. And, and they've yeah. used him for a couple years. Yeah. Uh, so I, I definitely know he's got the ability. That one yeah. That one came up a, a little awkward <laughs> there. A little awkward. And, he, and that's the thing. With, he'll kick off sometimes, and, and we've seen him. He has that leg. He, yeah, he, he can get back the ball to the end zone. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. But the Greyhounds on their way. They lead 36-12, to 12, a minute 39 to go in the game. We'll take a 30-second break. Kick when we come back after this. It's hard to believe. In less than 65 days, it's already Christmas. Do you have all your shopping finished? Well, if not, be sure to mark your calendars for Saturday, November 6th for Christmas on the Farm. Bring the whole family out to enjoy kettle corn, handcrafted items, food trucks, and lots of shopping. Plenty of kids' activities with a visit from Mr. and Mrs. Claus. Free admission, free parking located at 377 Northeast 500 Road in Calhoun. Find out more at facebook.com slash rusticbridges. And we are back here at uh, David Powell Memorial Field. Greyhounds on their way to a victory, and this is a game that, boy, it was close most of the first half, 24-12 at half, but it's now 36-12. Greyhound defense has pitched the shutout as they kick off after the touchdown, the fourth of the game by Dalton Witherspoon. Deep kick, and Bass is going to return this out up over the 25 to the 30 to about the 34. But going back, Kevin, what we were talking about before break about Lawson Beam, who the Greyhound defense will see next week down there for the district championship. You you said something that uh, makes sense of why it feels like he's played forever down there. Yeah, you know, so he's started since he's uh, maybe a freshman. I know a sophomore. I think so, yeah. I and, think and, a freshman. And yeah. put up big numbers and, and had recognition, so we've heard his name a lot. But he also had an older brother. Uh, I, I believe Dax was his name. Um, so we've heard that name before in, in the sports community, and it was kind of like the Cronkies at Lincoln where you had the, the one older brother and uh, the younger one comes through and, like, they never leave. You yeah. just know them by their last name. Exactly. And, uh, yeah, that's got to be why I feel that way then because I probably watched his brother play, and so <laughs> it just yeah. feels like. Uh, but I, I want to say that the first year you guys went to state at Lincoln, that was Beam's freshman year. If I'm not mistaken, sophomore. It was this okay sophomore year when and you guys played for like three thousand yards. Oh that year. yeah, oh yeah. Bunch. That that was the year you guys I think had him at Lincoln um, up there because I I can remember him uh, and he's a he's a scrambler. He's a kid that will roll out pretty much every time. They, they like to roll him out by design mm-hmm. uh, almost, and he he likes to move around and, and throw on the run, kind of similar to Dylan. But uh, that's just going to be a, another. A really good matchup, I think, next week as they go back on the ground here inside with the run. Kisner, but just not much Adrian can do at this point as we are under a minute left. So this is going to put Windsor's at 13-0. and 0. Is my math correct on that, or is this would this be 14? This, let's see. This will be 12. 
Yeah, 9, 10. It's 11. 11 and 0. Yeah. Yeah. 11 and 0. Uh, looks like some of the younger guys getting in here for the Greyhounds. So yep. good to see them getting the opportunities. And, and, you know, Winter's doing a great job of building a program. Uh, you know, we've seen rotations along the defensive line. We've seen younger guys getting carries. And, and uh, you know, they're, they're trying to develop it for, for years to come here. Kisner with the handoff, and that will give him the first down, which will stop the clock at 5.3. But, uh, but yeah, the Greyhounds, they just showed tonight how versatile they are. They did it with ground game and defense, didn't give up a score in the second half, and they are going to go to 11-0 and head to the district championship next Friday night down at Skyline. It'll be one versus two just like it was last year. Our final here tonight in round two, the Greyhounds end Adrian's season. The final score is 36-12. to 12. Me and Kevin will wrap it up when we come back after this 60-second timeout here on KDKD. At Maryfield Pharmacy, you are more than just a prescription. You are family. Located at the heart of Windsor, right across the street from the Golden Valley Medical Clinic. Maryfield Pharmacy is a full-service pharmacy offering prescriptions, vaccinations, and a full line of vitamins. With delivery and mail order available, it's never been easier to stay on top of your health needs. Locally owned and family operated, Maryfield Pharmacy is there for you. Transfer your prescriptions today by calling 660-647-2134. Maryfield Pharmacy, your hometown pharmacy with a world-class service. At the Boys Car Care Center, located in Windsor, Doug and his crew have the expertise to keep your car running smoothly. Whether it's a repair, general maintenance, or a check engine light that popped up, you can always turn to the boys. With both the Boys Car Care Center and the boys downtown, their mechanics will have you back on the road in no time. We're rooting for the boys from the Boys Car Care Center. Go Greyhounds! We are back here for the final time from Windsor High School. And, man, the Greyhounds, they are leaving a happy bunch on this cold night, as are their fans. A good crowd here tonight over at Windsor as the final score. The Greyhounds move to 11-0 with a 36-12 victory over the Adrian Blackhawks here in round number two of Class 1, uh, District uh, 4. And this tonight, the Dalton Witherspoon Show. He ends up with four touchdowns uh, all on the ground. Uh, Parker Craig with a touchdown as well. All those came uh, in the first half except for one. Dalton did get the only score of the second half. That was a 35-yard run uh, early fourth quarter. So only one score in our second half. Uh, the defense for Windsor tonight, Kevin, was great, uh, holding uh, what is a, a typically a pretty good offense for Adrian to just 12 points and forcing them kind of out of that game plan, as we talked about, forced them to throw a little bit more, uh, got a couple turnovers as well. So I think uh, Coach Fensel got to be pleased with the exception of the penalties. That would probably be the one thing in this game. He's going to tell his kids, hey, we've got to cut that out. Uh, we, we just can't have it going forward. Yeah, definitely. I mean, and if you think about penalties, again, we go back to Windsor Skyline last year. Um, you know, you can't have them in, the, in that kind of a game, and, and that won't that situation won't come out their way. So definitely want to clean up the penalties. You know, the defense played better even than it looks. You know, they gave up 12, but or uh, yeah, 12. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yep. um, but off big plays. Yes, big run, one big run uh, by Bailey, got him down close. Bass, I think, punched it in, and then the big pass interference uh, moved him down the field. Ended up being able to get that in, but. Other than that, 
defensive pl- uh, played really well. And, and on the offensive end, second half, trying to control the clock, um, you know, run that down, like we said, heavy dose of, of Dalton Witherspoon there. And, and we expected to see that. Uh, so they did a good job controlling clock. I think they could have found ways to keep game planning and stay on them, but uh, just managing the clock, keeping guys healthy, and, and uh, this is a long process. New season in the playoffs, and, and uh, they're experienced. They know that. The coaches know that. And uh, keeping their guys healthy, and they're 1-0 this week, and, and 0-0 going into next. That's right. Well, we will have a showdown next Friday night. As we'll be headed down to Skyline for that one 7 o'clock kick. Uh, for the district championship, a rematch of last year uh, in what was, I think, a single-score game. I wonder. I want to say it was, it was under a 10-point ball game in that one. Uh, it was very, very close. Skyline probably not as good, though, as that team last year. Uh, they, they probably don't have quite as much pop. You said they, they've lost a kid to injury. But Lawson Beam, their quarterback, he's athletic. Uh, he can cause some problems for you defensively. So that's going to be a, a very interesting matchup for Windsor's defense. And I think one of the really curious things I'm interested to see is what is Skyline's defense? Do they have anything for Windsor uh, on uh, on the defensive side of the ball? Can they stop 3-0 and this attack? Yeah, you know, Skyline's heavy pass team. They got athletes. Uh, so assuming their athletes play defensive back, you know, they might be able to really kind of give Windsor some fits in the pass game. But uh, I don't, I you know, I've seen them play uh, once or twice this season in person. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't know if their linebackers were as big as Adrian's. And if okay. wow. you don't have some guys that can come in and yeah. and fill that box. What about the speed, in your opinion? Does Skyline's defense have the speed that will be able to hang up in there? Uh, yeah, I don't know very many people in the area I would put with uh, with 30 or 3, but, yeah. Uh, yeah, they got some speed. They have athletes beams fast, uh, and, and I don't know the young man's name, but number two. Is that, uh, that's the Williams kid. I want to, could is that, be. Is that Zach Williams? Um, yeah. He yeah. might be. Receiver. He, yeah. Yeah, and, he and might be yep. one of the best ones I've seen in the area uh, maybe in the past four or five years. In the one wow. or two games I've seen. Right. He's fast, right. Uh, ran good routes, caught the ball well. Uh, so he could he could give some fits. You know, I, I watched that yep. Warsaw Skyline game, and, and he had a couple touchdowns there, and, and, and Warsaw's a decent Class 2 team. Um, and we know they're well coached. Uh, yeah. you, you've coached against Brandon. Uh, the guy's a great coach, veteran coach. So you know he'll try to scheme uh, as best he can, and it's one. Of, it's going to be one of those games. That I really, really looking forward to it. Yeah, and Coach Kelly. You know Sean Kelly. He's their offensive coordinator. He actually uh, he played at SBU when I was there. Yeah. Uh, kick return, wide receiver. Yep. Um, they, they've got it figured out. They've been doing it there for a few years, and it's not going to be easy. Um, but again, Windsor's got the experience. Um, it's the same story as it, it was last year. It's playing out the same and, way uh, right now anyway. And, yep. uh, you know, as long as the Greyhounds yep. can keep that going, we know how it ends. That's exactly right. Well, before we go tonight, we want to thank our outstanding sponsors. We really appreciate them. Uh, you've been hearing from them, of course, all night long. And we want to thank Central Missouri Community Credit Union, Gary's Towing, Henry County Library, T.H. Rogers Lumber, Jams Creation and Boutique, State Farm Insurance, Windsor Furniture Company, Maryfield Pharmacy, the Boys Car Care Center, Windsor Livestock Auction, Windsor's Farmers Co-op, Rick's Tire, and also uh, the folks at Christmas on the Farm. Uh, We want to mention them again as well. Check them out. 
information is on uh, facebook.com uh, forward slash Rustich Bridges, and that is on the Saturday of November the 6th over there uh, in Calhoun. So check that out. That's Christmas on the Farm, 830 to 230 uh, on that uh, Saturday. Well, Kevin, it's been fun, my friend. Thank you so much for joining us. I, I think you'll be back with me next Friday night. Uh, we'll be down at Skyline. Doug Neff, by the way, is doing racing. He is uh, doing some coverage for Lucas Oil. Well, I don't know if this is his Lucas. It's, I don't think it's Lucas Oil, but he typically does that down at Wheatland, and then he's at a big race in Topeka, Kansas um, uh, this weekend. So he is up there uh, doing that. So he will be out again uh, next Friday. But, man, uh, you are prepared, and we really appreciate uh, having the coach's perspective uh, and and you being familiar with these two teams, you've coached against these two teams, uh, and you've coached, of course, against the teams we'll see next week as well. So I uh, really appreciate you coming in tonight and, and providing your perspective. Yeah, I just thank you guys for the opportunity. You know, it was actually I was doing my coach's pregame show. Yeah. And Doug caught me there. Yeah. And we started talking uh, Windsor-Adrian area football. And, sure. And he goes, man. He goes, I've got to be out. Sounds like you know what you, you know, you're talking yeah. about. Well, so. and you are very articulate. We really enjoy your uh Interviews with Clay, uh, providing those as well uh, for Clinton, uh, of course, uh, and those are before the games uh, that we had this year with the Cardinals, and and that's a very uh, good perspective uh, that we like to have uh, to hear from the coach, uh, and you do a great job uh, in those interviews as well. So uh, we thank you for that, and we will look forward to next Friday night as we go down to Skyline. That's going to do it for me and Kevin here in Windsor. Thanks to Harley back in the studios tonight, doing an outstanding job back there. Thank you for listening, and we will talk to you next Friday for more Windsor Greyhound football right here on KDKD as they look to defend the crown this year. Thank you for listening.